Blog Talk Radio. Ten years ago, a crack commando unit was sent to prison by a military court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from maximum security stockade to the Los Angeles underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire... Equivalent to Olympic badminton, it is the LCS Hockey Radio Show, brought to you as always by BackpagePress.com and by the number one non-updated hockey site in all the land, LCSHockey.com. LCS, zero gold medals, or silver, or bronze. What's up, Mike Dell? What's going on, Larry? Are you pumped? Yeah, we have we have a guest today. Yeah, we have a guest. That's why we're doing the show like at four thirty in the afternoon. Yeah. Now, is our guest here yet? I don't believe so. All right. Well, well you keep an eye on that switchboard. No, that's all I ever do. But but Larry, do you, you hear the theme song? I had the brass bonanza play there. Did you hear that? Yeah. Harkens back to the original days, Mike Dale. We we don't use the brass bonanza too much anymore. Yeah, I thought like the last time you said it got deleted off of the switchboard or something because we hadn't used it in so long. But I found um, it. Oh, okay. That's yeah. good. Yeah. That's good. good. <laughs> I was excited. You don't seem excited, yeah. but I was excited. I how, how excited are you, though? Eh, not too much. Not too much. Not, not, not that excited. Yeah. Not really. But uh, any second... We will have a guest. Yeah, did he say he was calling right at 4.30 or? Eh, you know, 4.30-ish. Be yeah, 4.30, but, but our guest is going takes. to be Josh Yoey from DKPittsburghSports.com, yeah. local sports writer, and he covers yep. the Penguins for DK. But I like the Mr. Mom reference you slipped in there, Larry. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know if you picked 4:30, up on that or not. 4.31, whatever it takes. Yeah. yeah. So until Josh so yeah, gets here, Josh, Larry, what's, what's been going on? Nothing. <laughs> yeah, no big news? Nothing? Well, we, no. there's big Funko news. Yeah, yeah. Finally, the the Scott Pilgrim Pops came in uh, yesterday, so I went and picked them up today. So yeah. uh, that was exciting. So uh, how about this, though, Mike Dell? You know, I, I always like to tweet out pictures and stuff. And so, like, I tweeted out a picture of, the, you know, the Pops, and then I was like, well, i got to take them out of the box so people see, like, you know. <laughs> because the Scott Pilgrim Pop, you can't tell in the box from the photo that, like, he's holding a picture of, like, Ramona in his hand, too, okay? Like the little drawing that uh, he has at the party where he, oh, where he tells that. See, I was going to yeah, ask like, you, like, what is that? It looked like an autograph. Of somebody. That's no, a, no, a drawing it's that, of Ramona. That, that pencil sketch, and he asked that that dude, like, do you know this woman? He's like, yes, that is Ramona Flowers, you know. And uh, so he has that photo like in his hand, and in the other hand, he has like the crushed red solo cup after okay. like uh, when he goes to talk to Ramona for the first time at the party. Yeah, but like you can't. I was really wondering see that what that was because I, I thought it was a solo cup, but uh, it kind of looked it's shaped like a pork chop, so I was a little confused. Yeah, yeah, it's crushed. It's crushed in his hand. All right. And so, like, 
was like, well, I got to take a picture of these out of the uh, out of the box and stuff. So when I was setting them up and stuff, I set the boxes on the bed and I I sat on the box for Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> I was pretty pissed off. I'll be honest with you. So now I'm going to have to get another Scott Pilgrim. But you know, I only I only creased the bottom, like the bottom flap of the box. Yeah. Like you would only know if you picked it up and turned it over that there's a fold in it. But even still, I want another set anyway, so I can you know take them out of the box and not play with them. <laughs> yeah, not sure recreate the movie and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, All right, no I'm I think looking Josh at these. Is here. Oh, oh, Josh is here. All right, so uh, uh, I believe he's here. All right, him you on, want right. to introduce him? Yes, hey, it's Josh Yoey from DKPittsburghSports.com. Josh, are you there? I am. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Josh, say hi to Larry. Larry, it's Josh. What's up, Josh? Hi, Larry. How you doing, buddy? Oh, you know, living the dream. (laughs) Obviously, yeah. yeah. Now, now, Josh, we were uh, killing time here talking about Larry's obsession with uh, Funko Pops. Are, Are you aware of what these things are? No. Could you please explain well, I don't know if you want us to, but uh, Larry, why don't you explain it? They're like little toys. <laughs> they got big, giant <laughs> heads and small bodies, and they're usually uh, modeled after superheroes, movie characters, uh, rock stars. Uh, you've had to have seen oh. them. They're everywhere. They, they, they've just, like, saturated the entire world at this point. But I have an obsession. Unfortunately, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm sure. You, I think you've... I think you follow me on Twitter. You probably see me tweet out about 600 pictures of these things. <laughs> oh, Larry, that's I do. Honest, I probably muted you years ago, but that's yeah. Yeah. not here nor there. <laughs> I would imagine. <laughs> I would but, but he's particularly obsessed with the uh, Scott Pilgrim Funko Pops. Are you, wow. Are you a have fan you of Scott Pilgrim? Have you ever seen Scott Pilgrim, Pilgrim Josh? Have you ever seen that movie? Uh, I have. I mean, I don't know if I'm like a huge fan, but... <laughs> Well, thanks well, for stopping by today, many... Josh. It was good having you on the show. And uh... Larry's a man of many diverse uh, things, and you know that's okay. Yeah, I respect funny. it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know if you need to respect it, but all right. But uh, yeah, Josh, uh, thanks for coming back on the show. This is that. your <laughs> this is your third time on the show now. It's been a while, but uh, it has I, been I think... a while. It's always a pleasure. Yeah, sorry about that. We've we've been very that's busy a... with. I understand. <laughs> not doing anything. <laughs> But uh, the last he's busy. you were on, I think we December like of 2014 was the last time. Jeez. Yes, like a year and a half, and that was That's before you, you switched to go to DK Pittsburgh Sports with our our pal Dayon Kovacevic. Dayon That's right. Now, uh, for those people not in Pittsburgh, basically, uh, you guys used to write for the local papers around here, and then Dayon had the idea, hey, I'm just going to go out on my own. And he started his own website just dedicated to Pittsburgh sports. And uh, you were like the first big hire he had, right? You joined him to cover the Penguins. I think I was the first hire, period. If you think I'm a big hire, then I appreciate that. But, uh, <laughs> oh, but yeah, you were quite the coup to bring you and over. Now our staff has gotten so large, like I don't even know half of them. It's, uh, yeah. You know, we, have a lot he, of, we have a lot of people on the staff now. It's not, not messing around. <clears throat> Yeah, because how long has it been around? It just celebrated its year anniversary not too long ago, right? Yeah, he started it in July of 14, and I joined him in May of 15. So I've been with him for, gosh, about 15 months now, I guess. And, uh, yeah, we cover the Penguins and Steelers, Pirates, Pitt, Penn State, West Virginia. So a lot of people on the staff now. 
Yeah, I think they even have like high school stuff now on occasion, like sports stuff and everything for the local teams. Yeah, here and there, you know, big social yeah. media presence and uh, full time <clears throat> photographer. Yeah, we're we, we've got a very large staff, and uh, no, it's going great. Now, now I saw uh, you, you were having a first-year anniversary celebration, and, and like, uh, you guys, your offices are near, like, where the Pittsburgh Riverhounds play, right? Is it, like, in the same stadium? Actually, or? We kind of share their building, yeah. Um, the, the building, uh, it was right beside Highmark, Highmark Stadium. It's actually in Highmark Stadium, the whole complex. It overlooks the Riverhounds field and that. Yeah, so we, we kind of share an office with them. So I'm not, like, a huge soccer guy or anything, but, you know. If I'm at the office and there's a game going on, yeah. I'm not going to ignore it. No. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool because the field like overlooks the river, right? Like you can like see the river right behind. Yeah, it's the actually. Field. If you've never been there, it's really beautiful. I mean, it's a stunning view of the city. It's right in the Station Square. For those of you who know where that is, just on the south side of the city. Um, yeah, it's uh, you're not going to find a real better view of the city. It's kind of the opposite side of PNC Park, with that. Same kind of feeling. You just look up, and, and there's the city right in your face while you're watching a sporting event. So uh, yeah, it's a it's a beautiful venue, no doubt. Now, now, when I saw you guys were having your little celebration there, you invited re- uh, like readers and visitors to the website to come down and and help celebrate the one year anniversary. Now, Larry, we should have gone because Larry and I are both subscribers, of course. The Larry, why, why didn't we attend? <coughs> uh, uh, we don't leave the house. Oh, that's right. <coughs> yeah. Oh. Exactly right. Yeah. Now, do you guys but, do you uh, Larry, think Larry, for those? should come out next time? I should. Yeah, well, here's the thing, ca- Josh. <laughs> I got an email last week. They they canceled my subscription, and I was like, what the hell? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I don't yeah, know I what happened. Well, it's like, listen, yeah, Larry and I. The air, I'll just give you my username and password. You can just use mine. I won't tell <laughs> no, the boss. Sorry. No, I, I was talking to Larry earlier about this. <clears throat> I think you guys recently upgraded your website, and yeah. uh, I, I, I think there were some. Uh, Little technical glitches. Yeah, you probably didn't get you probably didn't get booted, Larry. You just got to like re-log in, then you'll be good to go. Yeah, yeah, because that's what I had to do, and uh, everything's fine. But so now, I, Josh, I do you guys right, get Larry. a big turnout for those sub- subscriber uh, parties? We do. I mean, the last the one year anniversary, which was last July, there were like two or three hundred people. Oh, yeah. Came out for it. Now, this one wasn't as big. I think we let them in for free last year, and that wasn't the case this year, so there weren't as many, but it was still <laughs> a pretty nice turnout. And there were still a few dozen people, you know, who came to hang out with us and you know, shoot the breeze. And uh, it's actually, in all seriousness, one of my favorite things about the site. We're so interactive with, with the readers. You get to know people, and we have little subscriber meetups in different cities. We, and we had a subscriber meetup in San Jose during the Stanley Cup final, and, like, ten readers came out and met us at a Starbucks, you know. It was uh, pretty cool to uh, get to wow. meet people all around the country because, as you guys know, there are Pittsburgh fans everywhere. So it's yeah. pretty cool to meet people in different places. So, so Larry, huh. how about it? We, we make one of these one time. Yeah, maybe one day. Maybe one day. <laughs> maybe one day. We'll see, Josh. Yeah. Don't wear your full but, tie jersey, and it'll be great. Huh? Well, uh, <laughs> in the Stanley Cup Finals, we're here in town, Larry and I actually went down to Pittsburgh to meet our pal Sean Leahy from uh, Yahoo Puck Daddy, and uh, oh, it was you? yeah, and it was Larry's first time at the arena to see the Lemieux statue. And, yeah. Uh, oh. Yes, we don't get out much. But, you know. I don't like it. Well, you know, you don't like the fact that there's two Islanders in it, probably, right? <laughs> yeah, it's just like it's Lemieux and two guys' butts. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird. I know what you mean. Like, yeah. the actual statue just of him is great, 
Yeah. yeah. In comparison, I've seen both of the Gretzky statues, one in L.A. and one in Edmonton, yeah. and they're very they're unimpressive and puny. <laughs> like, they really are. Um, they're they're just awful, especially the one in L.A. Where the one in L.A., it looks like he's hailing a cab. <laughs> yeah. So, so, I, so I, I tweeted out a picture of it last year. Like, here's Gretzky hailing a cab. All these people got insulted, but like, it's a terrible statue. And, and in L.A., they have all kinds of statues, right? They've got Magic Johnson and Jerry West, all these huge names, and all the other statues are way more impressive than his. So there is that. <laughs> but um, the, the Mario statue would be great, but I just I think it should just be him. I I tend to agree with you. Oh yeah, <laughs> but maybe I guess uh, statue. That's, that is lame. But they're trying to make it more like uh, I don't know him beating the guys to show how he you know he could take out he overcame you know, the odds and stuff. But you know whatever. I get the theme of it. It's just it's it's not the, the uh, you know it wasn't pulled There's off. Too much going long, on. Like, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I, su- I suppose. Now, uh, Josh, uh, are you at training camp still with the Steelers, or what are you covering right now? Uh, I've been a little busy. Um, I was in Atlanta covering the Pirates this week, and I'm actually driving to Lake Trobe as we speak. I'll be up there for wow. a couple of days. So, oh, yeah. Oh. I could use, you got to sleep in the dorm a week off. I, you know what? I We do have a dorm room there. I don't mean to sound like I'm above that, but I just drive home <laughs> because I, I like sleeping in my own bed. With all the yeah, respect yeah, to the Steelers me. writers, they're a fine group of people, but I don't need to like live in a dorm with them. Like, I really don't. So yeah. they go out to Sharky's on Friday nights and they get all hammered. And, you know, yep. it's just, I've I mean, been hammered at Sharky's all, before. Yeah. Well, who hasn't? But I mean, I, you know, I still kind of enjoy sleeping in my own bed at night and just making the hour drive the next day or whatever. Yeah. I only have to go up there a handful of times, so it's no big deal. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you making the time for us. Well, well any time for you guys. Hell, it's been since 2014. I was starting to miss you guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> but I, I appreciate it. And uh, so, now, I read the, uh, on your site uh, a couple weeks ago, you answer questions from uh, the readers and stuff occasionally, usually about the Penguins. But uh, uh-huh. and you said you, you like uh, this uh, baseball is your favorite sport. Is that, is that actually uh, true? Well, I mean, the actual sport I love. Like, when I was a kid, it was my favorite sport to play. And I actually think baseball is really interesting to write about because, like, there's so many different things that go into a baseball game. However, it is not my favorite sport to cover. And, yeah. in fact, I find the current Major League Baseball product just deplorable. Like, every game is three and a half hours. It's terrible. Yeah. I, I was at those three games in Atlanta. I, I mean, it was just torture. I literally like, did a fantasy football draft on Yahoo's <laughs> website just to give myself something to do during the second game. Like I, I was bored out of my mind. I don't know how people spend money and just sit there in the heat and watch that for three and a half hours. Like yeah. Even like <clears throat> ten years ago when you'd go to games, I swear to God, it was like two and a half hour games. You were done at 9.35 or so. Now it's like every game is until 10.30. Like, nobody does anything for three and a half hours. And it's just too much. Yeah, I, I don't know when the la- if I've ever in my life watched a baseball game from start to finish without like getting up and leaving or turning the channel or something. Oh. There's always got to be doing something else. Larry, do you still watch baseball or the Pirates at all? Or are you? Yeah, I still them? watch them. I I, I haven't been as uh, focused this year as the last several years, but you know I, I like baseball a lot. I really do. So I mean, I, I pay attention a little bit, but uh, you know, I, I know what you guys are saying. It is kind of, it is brutal. The last few years, it is brutal. 
I, I, re- I remember when I was a kid, my grandfather always telling stories. He had seven kids and he, uh, four boys, and he'd take them down to the, the Pirates uh, in the old days, you know, uh, Forbes Field and whatnot, and they'd have double headers, and they'd, they'd go all the time. Oh, yeah. That like, was the you, go, yeah. you just buy one ticket. Not like today where they kick you out and make you buy another ticket, right, if they have a double header. <laughs> but back then, you could just stay all day. It's like, oh, my God. Terrible. Yeah, well, it was fun back then. two hours, so. Yeah, right. yeah, that's yeah. True. yeah, that's a good point, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, honestly, probably I two games. bringing it up, but, like, the pace of games is just excruciating. I mean, you have yeah. five minutes of replays, constant pitching changes, constant trips <laughs> to the mound. You know, the instant replay is for, just – it's an abomination wow. in baseball, isn't it? It's just well, terrible. <laughs> I don't really like replaying any sport, but yeah. in baseball especially, you get these people who say, well, you got to get the call right. That's what counts. And when you watch it, their little computerized strike zone thing, they get – strikes and balls wrong about 30 times a game. Yep. So you're not getting all the calls right, so spare me. <laughs> yeah, just, you're exactly like, right. I don't, mind, I don't mind it in hockey. Just to, like, I don't really like the offside stuff, to be honest with you, but the actual replay of goals, whether it was a goal or not, that doesn't bother me because you got like five goals a game in hockey, so that's a pretty big deal. And it usually doesn't take that long. But... And, and they do well, it you know, properly. They... They give it up to the place in Toronto, and the, the officials don't look like idiots looking at a small monitor, like wheeled out. And right. Just, well, yeah, that's it looks ridiculous. Comical. And uh, although we should be thankful for the uh, instant replay of offsides, because without it, Penguins well, may not win the example. Stanley Cup. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they may not have won the Stanley Cup without it. So. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, thank this you. is true. <laughs> um, so, uh, well, are you looking forward to covering anything with the Steelers in the training camp? Any, uh, any. Do you even care about? Well, you care about the Steelers, obviously. You're a Pittsburgher. <laughs> but are, do you get yeah, I mean, the Steelers? Oh, no, I think I think the Steelers are really interesting. I mean, I know some of the off the field stuff uh, turns people off and understandably yeah. so. But Probably really high to watch. too. I mean, Steelers. Well, yeah. they might be high. You never know. <laughs> but uh, they're they're a tremendously entertaining team to watch, though. I mean, I don't think you can deny watching that offense the last two or three years has been great fun. Not necessarily your granddaddy Steelers in terms of style of play, yeah. but uh, they're awfully talented. Uh, no, no doubt it, about it harkens. That. It harkens back to the glory days of uh, Tommy Machine Gun Maddox, or what was his name? Tommy Gun. <laughs> Tommy Gun. Yeah, Tommy, Tommy Gun. Gun. <laughs> yeah, that that was the year Coward just said, "Screw it, we're just going to throw every play," which was very much out of character. Yeah, and uh, and fun. Yeah, I mean that's that's how they <laughs> play. When you got a Hall of Fame quarterback like they do, though. Uh, makes it a little more palatable to play that way, I think. See, I'm from the old school guys. I kind of I enjoy a good 13 to 10 football game every now and then. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Um, I enjoy a good violent safety, just taking people's heads off. I, you don't know how to say that these days because we live in a very <laughs> sensitive society with concussions. Yes. But damn it, I kind of like that style of football a little bit. But it's just that's not coming back. I don't think. It's just the way it is. And, and I'll be interested no. to see if they can make this style work here in Pittsburgh, just because you, once you change your identity, it rarely pans out. You know, like, look at the Penguins. <laughs> you know, they, they when they got away from what they were, tried to play defense right. and patient high, it no, it doesn't work. you got to be who you are. And uh, so no, I don't that's, know if this, that's a fair point. All yeah, we'll six see of if the Steelers, Steelers Super win. Bowls, which, you know, span many decades, uh, they all had great defenses, every one of them. The yep. Penguins were always all about offense and star power, and that's never changed. So, Mike Johnson was trying to win two-one games. That just really wasn't uh, in the organization's it, DNA, was it? It was brutal. Um, yeah, at the at the beginning of the year, let, let's harken back to the, uh, the start of this season with the Penguins. I, I wasn't even I quit watching 
for the first time since I was a kid, I miss Penguin wow. games by choice. Because, uh, well, uh, my uh, father passed away last summer, so I was really in a low place. And I'm watching these games, and I'm like, I'm like, why am I watching this? This is just making me more depressed. <laughs> so I stopped watching from uh, maybe two weeks into the season until uh, Johnson got fired. And then I yeah. started watching wow. again. <laughs> so, well, and, you know, it's funny you say that because, I mean, you're adding a real personal element here, which is great. But um, <laughs> I, you know, with the Penguins, and I, I remember saying this. I was on the air with somebody, like, literally a week after Sullivan took over. It was right around Christmas. And I said, I don't know if the Penguins are any good or not or if they will be, but there was an energy that came with the day Sullivan showed up that had been yeah. missing. Well, John, I mean, you could sense it from the first practice. There was just an energy that was was not there for a long time previously. So yeah, he definitely was responsible for that. It, it was just such a joyless team, uh, and yes. so uh, it. Now I know you you were just up with uh, Crosby in uh, uh, Coal Harbor there celebrating the cup, and you had a nice story about him and how uh, he went up during Christmas time, you know, right after the coaching change, and kind of rejuvenated himself and came back a new guy. But uh, during that stretch in those first two months there. It was perplexing. Like just in the games I saw, Crosby, it didn't look like Crosby. He just he didn't look like he gave a damn. Uh, now everyone thought maybe he was injured, something going on in his personal life. But it was just confidence. Is that what we're to believe? Like it was just he lost his confidence. Or? Well, I, I think that's as good a bet as any. Um, I have been trying to figure out for many months now what was wrong with him those first three months of the season, and I've never really come up with an answer. And a lot of people have failed to come up with an answer. Um, it, it was, you know, about as strange as it gets. Um, it's the first time any of us have ever seen Sidney Crosby fail at hockey. And the first time he had ever experienced failure in hockey. And, you know, I, I think he did lose his confidence. He just he didn't know what to do. He was completely lost. And it was a heck of a thing to see. And, you know, we, and what I wrote in the story was, you know, he, he knew – you know, come Christmas time, there was something wrong with him, and, and he went to Nova Scotia for four days uh, during the Christmas break, and he said it was so important for him just to get away from Pittsburgh, get away from hockey, and just be with his family and kind of recharge and, and relax. And his dad actually told me that the night Sid left to go back uh, for Pittsburgh, uh, it was on Christmas night, he said he knew he was going to get hot. He just saw that look on his face, and he knew that whatever was wrong was you know, he was okay at that point, and, and the numbers speak for themselves. That's precisely when he heated up. But it was weird. I mean, it was really weird. And I know so many people said, oh, Crosby's talking, and he doesn't care. And I know that's what it looked like. It absolutely looked that way, but I also know better because I know the guy. And, yeah. and if anybody cares, it's him. So I, I think it probably was just a mental thing, just a slump. Even the greatest player in the world can have a slump, I guess. Uh, Mario never did, but he was different. He could, like... <laughs> Mario could not even care and still have a couple of who he was. But um, Sid's Sid's a little different. He requires being locked in a little more. But he certainly got up back in a big way, didn't he? Yeah, he he looked right away as soon as uh, I started watching again after Sullivan got hired. I was like, oh, yeah, there's Crosby. You know, it looks like him now. Like, uh, you could just see that fire in in the way he was playing. He's competing every shift again. It's like, oh, there you go. That's what I like. (laughs) He just had a pop, you know. He did that. Yeah, you're right. Those little bursts of speed that he gets, they just yep. weren't there. Um, no, I, I've never seen him look so lifeless, and I know pretty much everyone felt that way, I think. 
Um, it was it was a disturbing time, no doubt, and I hate to blame Mike Johnson for everything, but I also don't think it's coincidental that Crosby started playing better when the Penguins yeah. started using a more aggressive approach. Yeah, I blame Mike Johnson. <laughs> yeah, Larry's not shy. We'll blame him. He was just silently protesting. I think you know he's not gonna he's not gonna go out in the media and and say anything bad. So instead, he'll just you know I'm gonna dog it for a while until they get the idea that I'm not happy here. Well, who knows? I mean, I yeah. I don't. He's not the type to do that ordinarily. Yeah, but, it seems uh, out of character for Crosby, but it I does. Mean, it looks like what was happening though. <laughs> it's hard to argue. <laughs> it's hard to ignore. Yeah. But, all right, so let's get into the better days. So Sullivan comes in. You said there's an immediate change. Everyone starts playing better. Crosby starts scoring. The team gets hopped. They they make some big trades, of course. Uh, Rutherford. Everyone. It's funny to go back and read the stories about Rutherford at the end of last season. And then, like, people hated him. They wanted to drive him out of town. Grandpa doesn't know what he's doing anymore, you know. He lost his fastball. Now he's a genius. He doing. Uh... Yeah, and now he's supposed to making all these, uh, bringing in Hagelin and Daly. How, how did he get Daly for Skidari? How did that happen? <laughs> how, that was a miracle, well, right? Here's actually a funny story for you guys. Uh, this was back in January. I'm in Tampa, and Paul Staggerwald, good friend of mine, uh, Staggy's not shy. And he just, if he <laughs> thinks something, he just comes out and says it, right? So the general manager of the Blackhawks is Stan Bowman, who happens to be the son of Scotty Bowman. And yeah. Scotty happens to live in Tampa, so he's always at all lightning games. So there's Scotty in the press box. So Staggy walks up to Scotty, and he says, Hey, Scotty, what the hell is your kid doing trading daily to us for Scuderi? <laughs> and and I, I was like, oh, my God, Staggy, geez. And uh, Scotty Bowman real seriously looks at him, and he says, he says, uh, Q, which is Joe Quinville, he said, uh, Q, uh, he didn't like daily. He, just, he held onto the puck too long, drove him crazy. Drove the forwards crazy there. So I'm like, well, geez, I don't think Daly holds on to the puck long at all myself, but whatever. It certainly, yeah. I mean, the Penguins would not have won the Stanley Cup without Trevor Daly. I know he got hurt, but they wouldn't have made it that far without him. Uh, he was a huge, huge yeah. part of their success. That game in Washington when Latang missed, everyone thought that was going to be a loss. Oh, and, and Daly just steps in. Yeah. 28 minutes. <laughs> it's tremendous. Yeah. He was awesome. Yeah, oh, great performance. Yes, he was. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so uh, yeah, we mentioned Hagelin, and they, they bring in all the speed, and Kessel starts lighting it up. Because what was going on with Kessel? Larry loves Phil Kessel, right, Larry? Love you, Phil you Kessel. Love Phil Kessel. Love yeah. Phil Kessel. And, and at the beginning of the year, let's face it, he wasn't looking all that great either. And then, But he, he starts lighting it up too, especially when Malkin got injured then. Because when Malkin got injured, it was like, oh, the season's done. They're not even going to make right. the playoffs. And then oh, Kessel, yeah. Benino, and Hagelin, they, they spark. They put them together, and they, they light it up. So uh, did, was it just Kessel becoming more accustomed uh, to Pittsburgh? And because uh, I remember uh, Day on, I think wrote an article uh, about a practice incident—not an incident, but uh, something Latang kind of made uh, conf- confronted, but made a, a joke at Kessel not always being as well in games as he does in practice. Like he scored a goal and was celebrating. He's like, "Hey, do that in a game." And uh, oh, right. did it? Did it seem to like kind of? gel after that, like he took it as a challenge, or what do you think uh, well, turned Kessel around? You know, I have spoken with many people who are very much of the belief that Phil does have to be the best player on a line uh, to be at his best. Like, he's just no good at being the second guy. Uh, he, you know, the play needs to go through him for him to be comfortable, and maybe that's the case. I, I mean, I will say this. 
uh, Kessel and Hagelin absolutely clicked from day one. Um, they started playing together in January after Hagelin was acquired from Anaheim. And if I'm not mistaken, I think in the next three games, Hagelin and Kessel had three two-on-ones just because they were just faster than everyone they were playing against yeah. by, a, by a mile. I mean, my God, it was incredible the speed these guys were playing with. And and for whatever reason, that line started to click. I am of the belief that nothing against Nick Benino. He had a great postseason. But I think you could have left Malkin in between Kessel and Hagelin, and that line probably would have worked just because Hagelin and Kessel were so good together. But hmm. he found the right people to play with, and it did take him a little while to get comfortable. Um, that, that happens a lot. That's not uncommon. And the expectations from all of us, probably myself included, were a little unfair. I mean, I think we were all thinking, gee, Kessel might score 50 goals on this team. Yeah. And, you know, nobody scores 50 goals in the NHL anymore except for Ovechkin, and that's just the way it is. But I, he was really good all season, guys, and he actually got my vote. Uh, I'm one of 18 people who voted for the uh, Conn Smythe, and with all due respect to Sid, I voted for Kessel. Yeah, I boom, thought he was consistently. I <laughs> thought he was just consistently their their best player in the playoffs. And um, Yeah, Larry and I uh, debated this. He, he wanted Kessel to win. I, I think they got it right with Crosby. I, I just think if you watch those finals – Crosby, Crosby was such a dominant player in the finals, and uh, he was oh, really the if leader. If you base it just you know? on the on the final, absolutely, he was. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I know it's supposed to be the whole playoffs, but usually, but but Sid had to, you know, is he was really good against Tampa when it mattered, and he dominated the Rangers. Well, oh he, no, yeah. Well, that's fair. I mean, I, honestly, it was a very difficult selection for me. Yeah, I mean, it was close um, either way. It, yeah, here's an interesting one though. I, I was telling Larry that when our buddy Dave Damashek was on, we were talking about this. But um, I read that uh, some people, when they're Conn Smythe votes, they have a little caveat there, like vote for Crosby unless Kessel does something in the final 10, 20 minutes or something. And if you remember uh, game uh, six there in San Jose, Kessel had like a, a tap-in opportunity at like the left post, but Jones made a spectacular save. And, I, yep. and if he scores there, it makes it 3-1, and Crosby probably never gets the assist to set up the empty netter, you know, that iced it. So uh, if Kessel scores there, he he may have won the consequence. Hmm. Oh, it's possible. And I, I got to be honest with you, I shouldn't admit this, but I like you guys so well. <laughs> I think one of the things that pushed me toward Phil, I know a lot of the people who were voting for that award. I probably know all the people who were, and a few of them were just so biased against Kessel and just didn't like him for, in my Oof. opinion, what were unfair reasons. I knew they would never vote for him, and I think I almost felt defensive of Phil a little bit. Yeah. So maybe that was like a tiebreaker. But honestly, I was happy to see Sid win. And I, I happen to believe Sid's been screwed out of a couple of heart trophies. Yes. Um, not not Absolutely. as not as disturbing as, say, a certain vote in 1989. Yeah. But, I mean, the, the fact that Crosby in particular did not win the heart in 2013 in the lockout short year to me is just a total yep. joke. I mean, that, that was embarrassing that Ovechkin won that award. He had no he was also, that award. So. He was also cheated uh, when Henrik Sedin won. He should have won it that year. I, that was a yeah, I voted for Sid that year in 2010, absolutely. It was his 51-goal season. Well, frankly, he didn't have a lot around him that year. Malkin was hurt for much of the year. Um, yeah, so I I was happy for him, even though I didn't actually vote for him. And he's probably been screwed out of a couple, and uh, you know he deserved to win that. I, you know, He could have won it in 09, by the way. And I, he was better than Malkin. Final. He was better I than Malkin the whole playoffs. Too. 
Uh, Malkin yeah, had. I mean, the, the reason Malkin won it because he had 12 points in like th- four games against Carolina when when the national right. media starts watching the conference finals, and then that's why everyone. Oh, he's honest, doing so great. That that's why he won that it. That Carolina team wasn't any good. No, I mean, yeah, they were terrible. Yeah, I I was not you know voting at that point, but I I probably would have voted for Sid. I I and what he did against Washington in that series alone. I mean, holy cow! Yeah. I I don't think you can ignore that. So yeah, we're on the same page as usual, which I like. He was actually uh, Crosby would have been my second choice. My top choice for Smythe that year was Flurry, just because I thought every series he made the key save. You go back through that every one he made a key save. Jeff Carter, Flyers, oh. Ovechkin, and then the captain breakaway in Game Seven. Uh, Carolina it didn't matter, but and then the Red Wings he, he stops uh, Dan Cleary on the breakaway in Game Six that could have tied it. No one talks about that save. He made that save, and then he goes oh, into the Detroit. Brooks Orpik screw up, yes, that's right. And then he goes into Detroit game seven and beats the Red Wings. I mean, what, what more do you want out of a goalie? That's and and he people know. rip on his people rip on his save percentage because it's like nine oh eight or something for the playoffs. But the Caps, Flyers, and uh, Red Wings were three of the top four high scoring teams in the league that year, and he had to play them twenty times. What do you think your save well, percentage is going to look like? You know, that's right. And don't forget, you know, the advanced the advanced uh, stats crowd uh, likes to. Convince people that goaltending doesn't really matter and they're all the yeah. same. And that's not really true. It's Don't ridiculous. Don't listen to those people, for God's sake. I mean, I've heard somebody, well, Flurry's technically just an average goaltender. Because <laughs> no, he's not. Even he strength, really isn't. His even strength save percentage is only 9-12. Like, shut up. You know, no, yes. He's actually Thank a really you. good goalie. And, Thank you. And the Penguins have never been really a great defensive team in front of him. They're always no. pushing offense and giving up a lot of good opportunities. and. I mean, listen, Mark has his flaws, no question. I'm not saying the guy's Patrick Waugh. He obviously is not. But I I think he's a little underappreciated. I think he he definitely had his slips there uh, in in 2012, and that kind of hurt him in the perception. But I think overall he's basically Grant Fuhrer. You know, like he makes the acrobatic big saves when the team needs him, usually. (laughs) And I will say this, and I'm a big Matt Murray fan, by the way. I mean, I would trade Flurry at this point, given the circumstances. I'll take the guy who's nine years younger. But yeah. I am absolutely convinced the Penguins win the Stanley Cup if Flurry's healthy this spring. I, I agree. Oh, in yeah. my mind. No doubt. I, I agree. Mean, no question. <laughs> Larry and I, yeah, was, we've all had this discussion, but uh, usually, <laughs> you know, growing up, I've been watching hockey, you know, what, 25 years or whatever. Usually in the playoffs, if uh, your goalie gives up one bad goal in the playoffs, chances are you 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 may not win the Stanley Cup. Like that's how imp- yep. like important every single goal is. Sure. And Matt Murray gave he gave up at least oh. seven, eight, nine soft goals over the course of the playoffs. Yes, he did. And they still won. And it's I don't understand it. I really this is Phil one Kessel. of the weirdest teams. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Phil Kessel. But this is one of the weirdest teams I've uh, ever seen win a Stanley Cup. Because when the playoffs started, Larry had confidence. He thought they were going to win. And I'm like, I think they can get to the conference finals, but I don't think the defense is good enough. Eventually they'll run out because they just had speed. That's really all they had was speed. But they had that one strength that was so overwhelmingly strong, no one could compete with it. And it really was amazing to watch. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if the goaltending would have been even, the Penguins would have swept the Sharks with authority. I mean, that's how one-sided that series really was. Now, I will yep. give Murray credit. He was pretty darn good against the Capitals, I thought. And I know yeah. they blew a 3 nothing lead in game six. So those were power play goals. Uh, uh, most of those goals didn't really bother me. Uh, I thought his play started to decline in the last two series. 
But the Penguins, I mean, they were just so dominant, uh, and they really were. And they certainly caught a break against Tampa with Bishop being out and Stamkos being hurt. But I, I still felt like the Penguins were the better team in that series. They just, I mean, they had something special going yeah. during those playoffs, and we could all sense it, I think. And, you know, Murray was good enough. I, I give him credit. Uh, you know, he would have a bad game and give up a couple of bad goals, but he would always bounce back and be pretty strong. I mean, he's, he's a mentally tough kid. And the exciting thing about him, you know, I think we can all see that there's still some flaws in his game. But, mm-hmm. you know, in a couple of years, how good is this kid going to be? I yeah. mean, I, I think the future is really bright. It's a weird situation with the goalies, with the Penguins. I mean, it, it really is. But, uh, you know, you can't risk losing Murray in the expansion draft. You just can't do it. Uh, you know, Las yeah. Vegas will make that their first pick, I guarantee you, if he's available. So Yeah, I agree, uh, I agree you know, with you. I, I, I think he's going to be a top-ten netminder for the next ten years. Yeah, uh, sure. Because he's going to grow into his body more, too. He's so skinny. He's going to be bigger and stronger yeah. and – um, right. So, but the reason he gave up all those soft goals, well, he's a 21, 22 year old goaltender. That's what happens. That's why they don't win Stanley Cups. Those guys, well, those 22 right. year olds. Well, you know, this is right. this mean, is what's supposed to happen. Yeah. You know, but, I think Flurry was 24 when they won the cup, and he certainly, you know, had some growing pains along the way. Yeah, and that's just the way it works. And you have to be patient with that position. And Murray might still take even a step back at some point. Who knows? But yeah, I, I think I, the future's so. really bright with yeah. him. I. He's really mentally strong. Yep, there um, he is. Right he knows there. he can win a cup now. So, yeah, I mean, he's going to be the guy into the future. I'm interested to see how things will break down this year. I, I really don't think they'll trade Flurry anytime soon. I think they're I think they're going to go with those two during the bulk of the season. Maybe trade Flurry after the season. But um, hmm. it's going to be interesting to see how they break up the playing time if that's the case. Because I'm guessing it'll it'll I'm probably still, be. Like, what, 55-45 flurry? <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, it, it'll be in the 50-50 range, I suppose. I, I think the head coach really likes Murray. Yeah, um, that's true. I still that think is true. You could still make an argument that Flurry's the more gifted of the two goaltenders. I think yep. that's fair. And I can also tell you that, you know, while the Penguins obviously like Matt Murray, um, Mark Andre Flurry's still the guy in that locker room for what that's yep. worth. Uh, he's he's their guy. He's the most popular guy in that room. If, if you did a poll of the players and said, who's your goalie, I guarantee you Flurry would be the choice. So uh, well, it's going to be really interesting for Mike Sullivan. Well, right now at this point in time, Flurry's the better goaltender. He just is. Yeah, I think you so. Know, at, physically, everything. He's just the better goalie. But, uh, yeah, definitely uh, Sullivan, he loves himself from Matt Murray. That's definitely his guy. No doubt about oh, that. Yeah. And uh, they, they really walked the tightrope throughout the playoffs in terms of the goaltenders and how they're used, because there's a couple times where I was like, oh, man, what are they doing? Like, you got to give Murray credit because, uh, you know, most kids can't bounce back the way he did. Even game six against San Jose, I mean, mm. you could have made a case that Fleury should have played that game, you know, but he came through. So, Oh, well, yeah, and I mean, there was a lot of pressure. Game six in Tampa, for that matter, when Murray was finally yep. yanked in game five and Fleury did not yep. play very well. And season's on the line, and they go back with Murray down in Tampa, and he was really good. I mean, that's what I mean. He, he's got this mental toughness about him that a lot of goalies would have crumbled in, in similar situations. But he's he's got kind of a swagger about him. I don't want to call it an arrogance, but uh, he's good and he knows it, and he's yeah. just got a, a confidence about himself. That, that's a, a good trait for a goalie. I wish Flurry would have had more of that when he was young. Yes. Where, yes. you know, sometimes a Flurry, when he go up a bad goal, he would say, oh, God, I was so stupid, I should have stopped yeah. that. 
For as if Murray gives up a bad goal, he says, that wasn't a bad goal. What are you talking about? Yeah, I know. But he's full of crap. But that, yeah, he's totally yeah. full of it, but that's okay if he thinks it, and that's fine. That's probably a good thing for him. But you mentioned uh, game six down at Tampa, and really I think that's one of the most pivotal games in Penguins' his franchise history. Because think of how different the storylines would be had they lost that game. Mm. Because every, everything's all, you know, happy now. But after game five, Crosby and Malkin didn't talk to the media and they uh-huh. have not scored those couple games before. So, basically, it's the same old sorry Penguins. Here they go, disappearing when the game oh, yeah. But they – so, if they lose game six, that's what have been the narrative. Crosby can't win the big one anymore. He's done. Yep. Malkin's, a, you know, a dog. Uh, but they win that game like great players do, and now everything's different. But they came real close to having a totally different story. <laughs> yeah, we certainly forget that they were down 3-2 and having to go back down to Tampa. Um, yeah. I, I like telling the story of that game uh, after the morning skates, probably because I'm a slacker. I was like the last person in the locker room, just moseying my way out of the room. And I kind of like turned around and did a double take, and all the players had already taken a shower and going toward the team bus. The only two guys were left were uh, number 87 and number 71. And they were sitting there beside each other, not speaking to each other, just staring straight ahead. And the looks on their faces, I'll never forget it. I looked. I was actually standing beside uh, Rob Rossi, my old colleague. We were walking out of the locker room. I looked at him. I said, they're not losing tonight. And he said, why? And I said, because I just saw the looks on their faces. And, oh, my God. Like, the focus. <laughs> I, I'd never seen those looks on their faces before. It was just like they were saying, like, we are not losing this game. No way. And, I, you know, I wasn't surprised that they played the way they did, especially Crosby. Scored that incredible goal to yep. make it 3 nothing in that game. That was That was quite a performance. It really was. There was just a – a professionalism about that performance. Like, they just weren't going to get rattled, and, and they got the job done. And, and you kind of knew they were going to win Game 7 at home when they won that game. I, I know Game 7s haven't been good to them over the years, but you, you could just sense it, couldn't you? Yeah, it seemed like this postseason was all about, like, exercising past demons, like winning overtime games, winning yep. Game 7s at home, uh, you know, beating the Rangers. Uh, it just seemed like everything came together at once. It was pretty special to watch. Like, as it was going on, I was like, wow, this is something. And uh, Oh, yeah. yeah I, and, I remember and, having conversations with people in the organization, like, back in March. And they were like, oh, God, we don't want the Rangers. We can't beat them. No, in retrospect, <laughs> that's kind of funny. The Rangers are terrible. Yeah. But, yeah, you're right. Every step along the way, um, they they did something people didn't think they could do. Yeah, it was fun to watch. And then, like you mentioned in the finals, they dominated the Sharks. Dominated the Sharks. Oh. And, and as soon as uh, Thornton was punching Crosby in the head, and Crosby just ate it all up. He didn't even turn around, didn't, didn't acknowledge it. Just kept focused. Yep. I was like, oh, this the series is over. That's it. Done. Oh, yeah. Forget it. No, yeah. well, that's when you know. Um, and now he finally was, grew up. Like, He's all grown up. Our boy's all grown <laughs> up with Crosby. Penguins you know? fans don't want to look at it this way because, you know, their team won, so they're happy, and I understand that. But it was actually kind of a boring series in a way because you knew how it was going to end. I mean, it was just so clear yeah. who the superior team was. I, um, I didn't know how it was going to end before the series started because, I, I, you know, it's tough to judge oh, no. the speed difference because, you know, right. San Jose's out west. But within five minutes of the first game, I was like, oh, this is just two different levels of hockey right. here. Yeah. I remember a lot of people, everybody was picking the Sharks to win that series. Yes. Like twenty two or twenty seven people on NHL dot com picked the show. Yeah. And uh I remember I, I mean I know a lot of those people and I all said, Well <laughs> you guys really all picked the sharks? And they said I, I remember one guy who picked up. the penguins, Mike Rupp. Former penguin Mike Rupp picked oh, the there penguins. There you go. Yeah. Well they all thought the penguins were just gonna get beaten up by the sharks, but I said, yeah. Well okay. everyone said that them. about the Capitals too. 
And uh, and I actually quoted our, our old friend Tanner Glass, who played for the Rangers last year. After the series, I was talking to him after game five. I said, you guys weren't very physical with Latang. He said, Josh, you can't hit what you can't catch. <laughs> I said, well, there you go. Yeah, and uh, I think when all was said and done, uh, I said this at the time, but I, I think the Capitals were just a, a faster, more dangerous version of the Sharks. So if they could beat the Caps, yeah. it was like, yeah, this this is like the JV team after beating the Caps. Yeah, and I felt like the Caps were the team that threatened them the most, even though they didn't take them seven. I still felt like that was the closest series of any of them this spring. Um, and I, I do feel like if Nick Benino doesn't score that goal in game six, uh, if the Capitals find a way to win that game, I kind of take trouble. the Penguins to lose game seven in Washington. Yeah, that Washington is really, really good. But Nick Benino did score. So that's that's what great teams do. They They find a way in those moments. It, it, when our uh, pal Dave was on, uh, we did a top 11, like, scary moments from the playoffs. Because th- there were a ton of them where it looked like this team was going to sure. lose or fold. And, and that game six oh, against yeah. Washington, that, was that the craziest oh. game you've ever been a part of? <laughs> they had the 3 nothing lead, and then they take the, what, four or three delay game penalties in a row, and then the Latang took a penalty at the end of the period. Yeah, Ugh. yeah. the atmosphere in the press box alone was like nothing I've ever experienced. Um, like, there was just pure shock on everyone's faces. Mark Madden slamming his hand down on the press box, going crazy <laughs> every time a puck flies over the glass. And I, nobody thought the Penguins were going to win that game in overtime. I mean, nobody. Now, you, and, you and, then, and then in overtime, like if you remember, Jay Beagle makes that ridiculous save on, was it Hornquist? Uh, he dives behind yeah. the whole thing. Uh, yeah, or was it Daly or Hornquist? It was Hornquist, yeah. And, was, and that's like one of the greatest plays I've ever seen. And it'll be yeah, forgotten Yeah, the Penguins now. were, like, jumping off the bench. They thought the game was over. And they're like, nope. Yeah. Uh, nope. Everybody oh, did. Man. I mean, we didn't. It was amazing. And and I remember thinking to myself after that play, like, oh, they're, the Penguins are so not winning this game. Yeah. Because, <laughs> exactly you, right. you know, when you see a play like that, it's like, wow. That's, they're just yep. not destined to win. But then they did anyway. And I don't know if yeah, it was because it, it was the Penguins and the Capitals or, or what it was. but And it wasn't even close um, either. Like, they just took that game over in the overtime. No. Like, so dominant. They never let up. They never let up even for a second. And then uh, I had another one of those moments in uh, game six against the Sharks when Chris Kunitz doesn't shoot that puck on the two-on-one. He has the open net. He doesn't shoot it. And I'm like, oh, man, what are you doing? Are are they going to lose this game now because he doesn't do it? Did anyone ever ask him what he was thinking on that play? You know, it's funny. Um, No, I I saw him on the ice and I I congratulated him, but it didn't occur to me to ask him. And uh, I might have to bring that up during training camp if he's in a good mood just to yeah, you know, go back down memory lane because it was. Yeah, you can really talk about it now. They won, so who cares? Right, right. right. Yeah, if they really lose, strange oh decision. Uh, I, could, I mean, I couldn't believe it. I was actually sitting like kind of right behind that net where the had our press box set up, and I mean, talk about a wide open net. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. Was, uh, yeah, but he he did make a great play in that game though when he caught Joel Ward on the break. Oh yeah, I'll give him credit for that. Kunitz really was dynamite from uh, – he really came on towards the end of that Tampa series, and he was really good from he that sure point did. on. You know, and, it's uh, funny. He, he's not what he once was, but he's still a pretty darn effective player in a certain role. And, yeah. uh, and the hands obviously aren't what they once were. Nope. But he can still – if you watch his minutes, he's still a pretty darn good player. Yeah. Now, now Larry, any other uh, playoff uh, moments you want to ask Josh about or anything? Um, no, you guys are doing a good job. I'm just chilling. <laughs> Any good well, Phil Kessel stories for Larry? For nothing there. <laughs> Phil, Phil Kessel stories. I, I mean, I like Phil, 
it's funny. Everyone likes Phil, really. Um, uh, you know, there's a, there was this perception coming from Toronto that Phil was a jerk. Um, Phil is not a jerk. I he's just like socially Phil, awkward, right? That's, that's all it is, right? He took the words out of my mouth. He is socially yeah. awkward. He absolutely is. Um, when when it's just you and Phil having a conversation, he's actually kind of warm and friendly in his own way. But yeah. when you throw ten cameras in his face, well, he's not comfortable. <laughs> Not at all. I mean, he's just not. I, I have no doubt that he has some kind of social anxiety disorder. And, you know, that's okay. There's nothing wrong yeah, with that. Yeah, it's fine. So does Larry. So do I. Sorry, don't worry about it. Oh, <laughs> I like doing uh, most people, most people I, I like the, the, the parade. Do, I mean, Remember when Staggerwald, it, it, he, they uh, introduced HBK line at the victory parade there on the stage. And, and <laughs> Kessel, they, they want him to lift the cup. And he just looks so awkward like he didn't know what to do. Oh, that's great. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because... A lot of people have asked me, and I tend to agree, like, the parade was kind of weird. Hardly anybody spoke. And I had wondered <laughs> if there was, like, a time constraint or something. And so I asked a couple of people, like, why did only, like, two players talk? And I was told, like, they were all being shy. I'm like, maybe the whole team hmm. has social anxiety disorder. I don't know. <laughs> but um, it was, it well, was a lot a of younger awkward. guys on this team now. With, uh, That's right. Yeah. That's right, but you know, Which, that's and that's, actually, and that's uh, the reason they won. A friendly bunch. And, and by the way, that's really the reason they won the Stanley Cup this year because they had guys like Kunakel, uh, Cole, or uh, yeah, Cole and uh, Russ. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I call him uh, Russ Cole all the time. Um, uh, no, you're Sherry, right. I mean, listen, you know, all teams do not win the Stanley Cup. They never do. Yeah. Uh, you need young legs. There's a reason you know, the Penguins. That's what they did in all four of those series. By the end of the series. The other team just looked exhausted. They did it to yep. all four of them, and that's just a testament to their skating and to their youth. And that's why you should never be afraid to go with young players if you think you have some good ones. So old you, players get but, old players get older, young yeah. players get better. Yeah, and, and I wasn't you, trying to think of Ian. Cups. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't thinking Ian Cole. I was thinking Russ Cole from True Detective. That's what I always called Brian Russ. <laughs> but uh, fair enough. Uh, the thing is, though, if you look back at the old other teams that have won Stanley Cups recently, the Kings, the Blackhawks, the third and fourth lines are just filled with cheap, young, effective players. And the Penguins yeah. never had that. They never did until this year. So Yeah, there were, when you throw Craig Adams and yeah. all these aging guys out there, that, that doesn't help. Uh, you know, guys like, like you said, Russ Kunak, Oshiri, those guys are all making 600000 a year. They're cheap against the cap. They're hungry. They're young. They're fast. Yep. That's who That's you what want you need. on your bottom six. Reminds yep. me of a story uh, Phil Esposito one time was talking. Like When Phil Esposito talks in the press box, he would sit there and listen. It was Phil yeah. Esposito. He's entertaining, and he knows what he's talking about. He said, if I was running a hockey team, I'd never have a bottom six guy under thir- over 30. So those guys yep. aren't hungry anymore. Those guys under 30 are hungry, and he raises the point. Yeah, it's a very good point. Because it seems like a lot of times people try and fill those lines with veterans, you know, who've been around because they're cheap. But, yeah, you don't get what you want out of them then. Uh, and you mentioned Craig Adams. I think this is an interesting topic because Larry and I discussed this before. But if you look back at the previous uh, Stanley Cup teams, uh, Skidari was a hero in 2009. Craig Adams uh-huh. was a hero in 2009. And now they're both vilified here in Pittsburgh. Like everyone hates Craig Adams and Rob Skidari. Uh, do you see uh, a player on this team? If you had to guess, <laughs> who do you think is going to be the GOAT in the future seasons? Cause you know it's going to happen. Oh, you know it's going to happen. Come on. <laughs> People sure are idiots. Will. <laughs> yes, they always have to have someone to hate. Um, I could see Justin Schultz maybe declining a little bit, becoming Justin Schultz yeah. again. I could maybe. See that, oh, I yeah. thought he was really good with the Penguins. But he's a guy with some defensive liabilities, certainly. So 
I guess he's a possibility. Um, boy, Larry has know, a contender. Though. Larry, who tell Josh your guy? Who do you think? Who's gonna Who's gonna like digress? Yeah, who's gonna be the goat in future years? Matt Murray. Yeah, <laughs> Larry's convinced it's Matt Murray. Oh, good be. I mean, he's, he, you know, once again, like, he, I, I understand they just won the cup with him and everything, but he has not played a whole year. You don't know what a whole year plus a playoff run is going to do to this kid. He, I don't know. Like, I, I'm not giving up on Matt Murray by any stretch, but, I, you know, you got Marc-Andre Fleury. You, you run him. You run Fleury. And then Murray spells Fleury at times, and that's that's how I would go. But I don't oh, know. Like, that, he, honestly, he that might be what happens this year. Really and a lot of people, when they talk about Flurry, they act like starting 60 to 65 games every year uh, is easy. It's not. You know, it's really hard to do. There's only like a handful of goalies that can do that year after year after year, and Flurry's one of them. So, yeah, it, people expect Murray to just step in and play 60 games and dominate. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Well, probably no not. That's right. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Um, so maybe, honestly, maybe even though it could be an awkward situation with those two this year, Maybe it's a blessing in a little, you know, in a way. I mean, you got two good goaltenders. Maybe they'll kind of compete against one another, and they'll bring out the best of them. Who knows? Yeah, we'll see. Find out. Yeah, I guess it'll be starting up pretty not too long away, huh? Because the World Cup, uh, the World Cup. Are you yeah, excited about the World actually. No, nah, I don't care about the World Cup at all. Actually, <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, I'll watch because I'm a hockey fan, you know. But uh, I don't really care that much. Uh, yeah, training camps actually uh, bump back a little bit. I think the season is starting a little late this year because of the World Cup. I think the first day of Penguins camp is going to be September 21st, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, the hell. Wow, that's pretty late. Uh, yeah, that's late. Yeah, it's really late, actually. It's about 10 days later than usual. Huh. Well, that's something. That's okay uh, well, with me. That just makes my summer a little longer, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, how are you on How are you on time? We we don't want to keep you too busy, but uh, I, I'd oh, like to good, ask guys, you. Huh? You good? All right, because uh, Larry and I are also big – we're big wrestling fans, of course, on the show. Mm-hmm. And we saw that a couple of weeks back you were at the first uh, Monday Night Raw of the new era in Pittsburgh at Console Energy Center. You were there, Josh. I was, and I thought it was the best Monday Night Raw in maybe a year. Oh, I think I really earlier than that. that. I think that was the best hey, one yeah. I can re- since CM Punk was on uh, that era. Because yeah, I, I, mean, I don't know. I can't. It, usually Raw is not that good, especially the three-hour versions, you know? Like, sure. Well, yeah, I mean, three hours are ridiculous. The, the show was much better when it was two hours, in my opinion. Yeah. But um, that show, boy, what an electric show it was from start to finish. It, it struck me as the moment when the, the WWE finally said, okay, we're going to give these young guys a push. We're going to uh, try to change things up here and not just keep recycling the same people. Yeah. And um, no, it was a hell of a show. I I really enjoyed it a lot, uh, more than I thought I would. In fact, not only give the young guys a push, but uh, actually listen to the fans. It seemed like they actually here. It's like, oh, this is what you want. We'll actually give it to you for once. Here, yes, <laughs> I mean great. absolutely. Uh, the fans were going crazy for that, and you know they also the the, the whole Roman Reigns uh, reception was as expected, <laughs> I suppose. I don't know. I think they should just make him a heel and get it over with. But yeah, uh, whatever. Either, I don't understand it either. They refuse to do it. But uh, I, I actually don't mind them now that they've had him lose a few times in a row and they put him lower in the card. I, I don't mind him. Larry still hates him. Well, you know what's yeah. funny? See, I don't hate him. I think, like, obviously they gave him too much of a push too early. 
but he's not yeah. that bad. Like it's to the point where people hated him so much that he's actually a useful guy. I don't think he's like a, I agree. a star. But Larry like, despises him. He rubs his forearm and punches somebody. <laughs> it's so fucking dumb. It's just so dumb. I mean, this is true. Uh, Larry is just filled with vengeance right now. Yeah, I don't, I don't like Roman Reigns. I just He's just dumb. He's terrible. He's awful on the mic, and then he's almost as bad in no. the ring. He is awful on the mic. I'm a Paul Heyman guy myself. I'm not going to lie. But, yeah. Uh, actually, Seth Rollins is probably my favorite guy right now. I think he's great. Uh, yeah, both off the mic in the ring, uh, you name it, he's terrific. He is so, great. I mean, he, he's a great heel. They need like a a new face to become a real star, though. That's that's still what makes the money. But the days I, of Stone Cold and The Rock are gone, my friends. Yeah, that is true. I, I keep I keep praying that they'll eventually let Cesaro main event, but I don't think it's ever going to happen. Yeah, I like, like Cesaro myself, actually. He's <laughs> I love tremendous. He's, yeah. he's great. He is entertaining. Yeah, best now, Josh, in the are you ring. a Raw guy or a SmackDown guy? Obviously Raw. I've always there. been more of a Raw guy. You know, it's funny. I mean, for as long as there's been SmackDown, for 15 years or whatever it's been, I've just always been more drawn to Raw. I think part of it was because it was always live. SmackDown right, yeah. often hasn't been live over the years. Um, I mean, I'll watch both, but I always it's just kind of been my weekly routine, to, you know, 8 o'clock on Monday. I was in Atlanta in my hotel Monday night, 8 o'clock. Turn on the USA <laughs> Network. It's just just habit, you know. So I do watch SmackDown from time to time, but I've always been more of a Raw guy. I agree. Yeah, I, I I think SmackDown was a little better this week. It, they improved a little bit. They, they you know, I JBL didn't see down. it, but I heard the same. I didn't think Raw was good this week. It was okay, but it wasn't great. Yeah, yeah. you can't follow that first one. It's going to be kind of hard, you know. But, uh, yeah, yeah SmackDown was definitely better. But the roster yeah, is still are, so... You know, well, these are interesting times for wrestling. NXT is so popular among the fans, yeah. and the fans go crazy it. for it. I, oh, yeah, I, mean, I can see why. It's something fresh and different, and I don't think Vince has his hands on that as much. And people kind of Not appreciate at all. That. He doesn't do anything with it. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, you know, and Vince still, still rules the roost at WWE. I mean, I, I'm sure Trips and Steph have their say, but it's, uh, it's still Vince's company, and yep. Vince isn't always right about everything, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. Some people were thinking Triple H booked that Raw because you know it seemed like an NXT show because of the, the results and everything. And uh, no, but no, Vince, Vince booked it. <laughs> yeah, Vince booked it. He he always does everything. But uh, now, do you watch NXT or do you have the network? Do you watch it? Uh, yeah, I do, and I, I watch it some. I, I'm not as often as I'd like, but um, yeah. no, I, I like it, and I've heard their shows are great. I know they've been to Pittsburgh a couple of times, so I've heard rave reviews. Of, People really enjoy the uh, in-person product. Uh, hey, how about this? Next time they're in Pittsburgh, meet you and Larry, NXT. Let's make it happen. I, I would be all <laughs> for that. I would absolutely do that. My treat. I'll take the tickets. Oh. The three of us. Come on. Right. Let's go, Larry. I'll wear right. my No Ma'am shirt. We'll be good to oh, go. Oh, Larry said he'd do it. Oh, holy hell, Larry. Really? <laughs> yeah. Josh said oh, he God, put his I, No Ma'am shirt on. I, have a, I, I tweeted it. I don't know if you saw it on Twitter a couple weeks ago, but I have a good story about that. Um, I didn't know a couple of weeks ago it happened to be a National Feminism Day, and I had no idea it was. I swear <laughs> to God, I didn't. And I just happened to be wearing my No Ma'am shirt that day, and I walked into Starbucks, and all these women in Starbucks were just glaring at me. It was great. Oh, my God, they were so worked up. 
I, there was like this 20 year old girl that didn't even want to give me my drink. <laughs> she just hated me so much. And then like, what she saw was no man. Then I turn around and she sees the national organization of men against Amazonian master. And I'm like, Oh my God, I wonder what she's thinking now. <laughs> yeah, for those who don't know the, the no man, that's uh married with children and Al Bundy, right? Right. Like, uh, yeah. uh, oh, she was born like, she was probably born in the nineties. So I don't think she knows who Al Bundy is. But uh, now, I don't have, care. I wore the shirt proudly anyway. But uh, <laughs> uh, I thought to myself, Josh, you might want to be a little careful where you're wearing the shirt. Jeez. 2016, people are going to get salted. People are very sensitive. Oh, it sensitive. is a sensitive time. They really <laughs> are. Oh, my God. Yeah. You're not kidding. you gotta watch. You got to watch everything you say. Somebody's going to cry yeah. about yes, it. Yes, you do. Oh, trust me. As somebody who does, like, a lot of TV and radio and even with Twitter, like, I have to be so yeah. careful. You don't know how See, many what, times what, I've written something that I deleted off my screen. Like, ah, I better not say that. Yeah. See, that's the joy of doing our show. No one hears it. So just yeah. come on in. Well, you can say whatever you want. You know, if that's the case, then, hey, that's a great thing. I mean, no. But uh, so. speaking of Married with Children, and uh, have you guys heard about the potential reboot of Married with Children? Yeah. I've, I've heard some rumors. I, I mean, would you care to fill me in? Well, I guess uh, David Faustino was the guy, you know, uh, Bud. Grandmaster P, we'll say, yeah. Yeah, Grandmaster <laughs> yeah, I guess he was the one pitching it to Sony, I think, or something. And uh, But he got all the other cast to join in. They're, they all agreed to appear on the show. And uh, it's going to center around Bud and his his life now. I guess he Wait. gets a – I don't know if he's married and gets a divorce and moves back in the house or what the deal is. But uh, they, they were all ready to go ahead with it. But I guess there's some legal issue holding them back. So now it looks like it may not happen. Oh, but, well, I mean, that's, I'd be good. okay with it. I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, anytime I can have more married with children in my life, the better. Uh, Bud was never <laughs> really my favorite character on the show, but you know, I don't think David Faustino's that much going on in his life since he was Bud Bundy. So, yeah, you know, I agree. Or as you know, Ed O'Neill and Christina Applegate have certainly gone on to do some other successful ventures. Uh, granted, they'll still always be Kelly and Al, but uh, even Peg, uh, Peg's that, been that real successful. She has. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, Every, everybody but Bud. <laughs> everybody but Bud. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah. God, the reruns never get old, though, guys. I mean, no, they really don't. It's the greatest show much. ever. Seven and... sucks. <laughs> yeah, I can't. The seven years were not good. No. Yeah, and that was. Yeah. It was a bad decision by them to add the blood to the show when it did not require it. No. Um, yeah. So yeah, the seven episodes were not good at all. I agree. Mercifully, there weren't really that many. But I was just watching my favorite episode not too long ago of all time, the uh, Bud's uh, 18th birthday at the nudie bar, and uh, <laughs> boy, that's a good one. Yeah. It never gets old. Yeah, no. it's in my pantheon, definitely. Yeah, I'm not a big uh, married with children guy. I'm not a scholar like most uh, you, well, you guys are. I, I know my old TV shows, but I, I wasn't a huge fan of that one. Uh, but uh, I know you guys both love it so much. Oh, you didn't know Larry it. When was the last time you watched it, Larry? Do you still watch it? On I TV? don't. I, I haven't watched it. I don't know when it's on. I don't. I don't own the. I. I you know what? Actually, well, it's, uh, it's okay. Is it still on the, TBS and stuff? Yeah, I think so. Like late at night, I see it a good bit, but it, it's not. It doesn't seem like it's consistent, though. It just kind of pops up into my life here and there. 
<laughs> I have some DVDs, of course, so I can always watch yeah. those. Uh, and there's something there to be said for a show that, you know, one of the episodes once started where Hank says, hey, Al, how was your day? And Al says, well, a fat woman came into the shoe store today. Like, man, you just can't beat that. I mean, that's... Yeah. Still, like, that's another show. Like, uh, there's several shows, but that show would never get on the air these days. It, it, too oh, much crying. Oh, God, oh, yeah. yeah. They would cry. <laughs> cry about that show. Oh, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, people would go crazy. You can't say that kind of stuff. That's offensive. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. Josh, is, is, there, is there anything on uh, you're watching on TV these days that you enjoy? Any new shows? Oh, God. I, honestly, I, I watch sports, and I watch, yeah. like, news stuff, and I watch old movies, and that's about it. I don't, yeah, I don't I haven't even been watch any shows. I really don't. I haven't been watching I too much new stuff that. either. Uh, Let me ask Josh a question. Josh, when uh, when DK, you know, when he launched this site, and um, you know, it was just it was just him and that, uh, you know, just him running the site and writing all the uh, the uh-huh. articles and stuff. Like when you made the decision to to move over to work with him, were you scared? Was that like, was that a big decision for you? Or were you just kind of sick of the yeah. newspaper biz? Well, I mean, I was sick of the trip. I wasn't always treated all that well there and I was ready to get out, but, um, it was still yeah. a huge life decision. I mean, I'm married. I have four kids. So four you know, kids. there were, there were a lot of, you know, conversations with my wife and, you know, he, he actually first came to me in March wanting me to join him. And I didn't actually do it until May. So there was kind of a couple of months there where I was thinking about it and weighing the pros and the cons. But, you know, I saw how much money the site was making, quite frankly, and that made it a lot easier for me to make the decision. And I was looking to get out anyway, and so it all worked out really well for me. But, yeah, it wasn't something where I just thought about it one day and said, yeah, I'm going to do this. It was not that easy of a decision. It's just, you know, anytime you change jobs, that's a big deal in your life, especially – and then the sports media business, which is just so combustible right now. I mean, it's it's kind of a battlefield out there. So yeah, um, yeah, it wasn't easy, but I, I I feel like I've made the right decision. I, the internet's not going anywhere, and I can't really nope. say the same for print media. So. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have family members who uh, my sister used to write for the Trib. She used to be the entertainment writer years ago. So I know how they treat people at the Trib. And then my uncle just. Uh, Got, well, he took a buyout. He he was at the trip for like 30 years, and he he's the he ran the printing machines, and we we told him you know it's you got to get out of there because the internet's taking over. You know, so he they finally are shutting down the Greensburg trip stuff, and uh, yeah. Yeah, no, the trip's in trouble. I mean, they offered uh, buyouts to anybody who's been there for five or more years. Yeah, I would not be surprised if there's some major layoffs coming pretty soon. So, and I don't like seeing that because I'm friends with a lot of people who work yeah. there. You know. It's, it's unfortunate. I wish, I wish the internet businesses and the newspapers were all thriving, but that's just not reality right now. Yeah, it's just uh, the way it is. And uh, what's the best part about working with DK as opposed to working under the corporate man of the trip? You know, well, yeah. I mean, you said it. There's, there's no corporate uh, command, so that's nice. Um, yeah. You know, DK's got his little quirks, just like <laughs> any other boss. There, there are days he annoys me, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's kind of like, I always call him boss at the best with him, but he doesn't really act like a boss. There's just a lot more freedom to write what you want to write about and do what you want to do and do it on your own schedule and just little stuff. I, you know, 
before the trip, they would say, hey, you've got this 5 a.m. flight to, to this game in New York, and now I can book my own flights. We'll take that 4 p.m. flight if I so desire. And there's a little <laughs> stuff like that, or just more freedom and more, a little more control of my day-to-day routine. So, uh, no, nah, it's been great. And those who are on the website uh, really seem to like it. And we get very, I think, positive uh, reaction on both occasions. People like what we're doing, and, and the site just keeps growing and growing. So it, it's been really good. Yeah, you guys, you guys do great work. And, and, again, everyone out there listening, if you're a Pittsburgh fan but not in the Pittsburgh area, here, here's how you catch up with the sports. Uh, DKPittsburghSports.com, Josh and uh, Dayon will take care of you. And, uh, like I said, Larry and I are subscribers. We support the team. Well, I appreciate so, yeah. that. <laughs> well, yeah, Larry may not be a subscriber anymore because yeah. you got canceled. Well, Larry, but we'll see. I'll, I'll we'll work it out. If you've been it. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll look into it. I mean, it was just it was a busy right. week, and I just haven't had a chance to <laughs> – See what's going on or whatever. But Josh, if you uh, anytime you write an article, if you ever see Yoey three sixteen in the comments, that's me. Oh, nice. Oh, is that right? Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, I've noticed that before, and I'm I'm gonna look for that again. Yeah. That all makes sense now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all the talk about Funkos in the comments section, it really comes. Oh my! To... See, now it's all coming full circle. I like it. And then yeah. you were talking to our buddy uh, Lance Miller about uh, the tragically hip. About uh, he's going to go see the tragically oh. hip up in Canada. Oh, I, I had no idea. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm giving him the tour up in Canada. It's my wife's hometown, in fact. Nice. So I'm I'm, I'm going to be up there. I'm going to give him a little tour of the city. <laughs> oh, he's, he's a good are, people. So it'll, are you it'll a hip good. guy? Right. Well, really, I don't know anything about them to be honest with you. My wife, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, whatever. Yeah. But, but your yeah. wife's a fan or of the hip? Or? Yeah, yeah. She's from their she's from their hometown. She loves the hip. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Kingston, Ontario. I, I don't think I've ever, I've ever heard one of their songs. Oh, I'm sorry. What was that, Josh? Uh, so she's from Kingston, Ontario, the hometown of Doug Gilmore and Don Cherry. I really know Ooh. how to pick them. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Well, well, Josh, I appreciate you making the time for us because I know you're a busy fella, and I, I hope you uh, have fun in the Pittsburgh training camp. I'm sure it'll be great. Oh, I'm sure it'll be nice and hot, but that's okay. But, yeah, always a pleasure, guys. Uh I guess I'll be on again in 2018 at the current rate. But if you <laughs> no. want to have me on before then, if you want to have me yeah. on before then, you know my number. Have me and Dan yeah. check on together sometime. I think that would oh. be great fun. We'll talk. We'll talk 1989. That's it. All right. Yeah, we can make that happen if you want. Yeah, and, and tell right, DK he, he's always invited as well because I know he likes. He played. Right. He used to play deck hockey, right? Didn't it, DK play deck yeah. hockey around here? And, yes, he did. Oh yeah. Well, we're deck correct. hockey all-stars over here. And uh, comic oh. books, he likes the comic books. We always talk comic books, so tell him he's welcome. All right, time. All but, right. Uh, we'll, we'll try to make this happen. All right, Josh, thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. All right, guys, that was a pleasure. Thanks, there Josh. Josh Yoey, DKPittsburghSports.com, and uh, on Twitter, at Josh Yoey underscore PGH. And you can follow him, but he's a great guy, and uh, he covers the Penguins. And now he's covering – he covers everybody, but he specializes in the Penguins. But now he's doing the Steelers and the Pirates. Well, what about that, Larry? Would you be able to do that, uh, cover all the sports? Because I have a feeling you kind of slack off when it comes to Pittsburgh State training. I would slack because camp. especially yeah. like, hey, I just covered the Penguins winning the Stanley Cup. Now i got to go watch Ben throw balls in, <laughs> you know, in Lake Trobe. Like, who gives a shit? It would be hard. Because, you know – like I, you know, as has been well noted on the show, you and I are not Steeler fans, even slightly. No, no. Yeah, so like it would be. I, real I wasn't rough. When I was a kid, when I was a little yeah. kid, I loved the Steelers. Man. Yeah, me too. But Ben wasn't there. Yeah, and, and again, covering baseball, egad. 
Oh, I would cover the shit out of baseball. That'd be, <laughs> that'd be fun. You could take a nap. You could just show up, take a nap, wake yeah, up. Yeah, hey, I mean, third inning, you know, take another nap. It is, it, it is, it is a little it's tedious at, at this point, but I still enjoy it. The, there's so much psychology in the game of baseball, though. Well, how come you don't see that psychology in the 30 team baseball league? You know, come on. Because that fucking league <laughs> is stupid. That's why. Once again, like hey, I get another oh, email yeah. from from Brandon. Is hey, you gotta. You gotta cut one of these minor league kids off your team. It's like, who gives a shit? Like, if it's a, if it's an illegal roster, how come I'm not notified? Like, how come that red box? Well, well, well it's not e- it's not illegal by in terms of CBS. It's illegal by our league rules. That's why Brandon notified you. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, whatever. I'm almost done, so it don't matter. <laughs> well, yeah, we, we didn't bring up with Josh, but the Pirates made some questionable moves here at the trade deadline, Larry. Uh, they, they, your boy Liriano got traded to Toronto and. Uh, not only do they trade him to Toronto, but they traded prospects so Toronto would take him. Like, yeah. Take these prospects, too. Yeah. Uh, now, on DKPittsburghSports.com, I saw Dayon uh, wrote a, quite a scathing article about that. Now, what, what did you make of all the pirate moves? You know what? I, I You know, it seemed like, a, you know, old school fire sale. You know, like any time the pirates <laughs> yeah. had a guy – uh, you know, any sort of salary dump situation, they would always go for it. And it kind of seemed like that's what they were doing this year. Uh, the team's underwhelming by a large stretch this season. I mean, Kutch has been pretty bad this season. They benched him. Yeah, they benched him uh, for the Atlanta series. And uh, I get it. And it's like, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they benched the him. And I heard uh, Starkey talking about this on the radio when I was driving around. He said, uh, I guess it was Two nights ago, they were playing, it was Atlanta, and uh, a key moment came up in the end of the game, and they had to bring up a pinch hitter, and they brought up this kid from the minor leagues. He's hitting like a 220 in the minor leagues, and they let him hit instead of bringing in McCutcheon. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I guess also, uh, I guess from what I've heard, McCutcheon's been pretty upset with the trades that went down, (laughs) and maybe this is just their way of like, hey, (laughs) Shut your mouth! Like we're gonna do what we want. Just sit on the bench, and uh, you know we don't have to play you. Yeah, because that'll end well. When you yeah, treat I your star that. player like that. I get it, but you know, once again, like you know, uh, they're they're in trouble this season. They got nothing going on, so I don't know. Yeah, they only the, have their word on the street, to blame for it. The word on the street was they were never even really planning to win this season. They, they were looking forward to next season when all the young pitchers are ready to go. But, yeah. you know, still, you're here. You're, like, four games out. You can get in there, you know. It's like, what are you doing? But, uh, yeah, so uh, on my team, I got <laughs> Chad Cool. I got Trevor Williams. I got Josh Bell for next yeah. season. So if, if you like the Pirates and young guys, <laughs> there's a team for you. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, Larry, uh, what, what else we need to discuss? Oh, well, Big Brother, I guess. Big Brother. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it happened. Big Brother. <laughs> It was on this week. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think where we were last week. Uh, well, Paul, your boy was the head of household. Your boy. Yeah. And yeah. he, uh, of course, he really wanted to get Bridget out. That was his goal, to get Bridget out. So, naturally, uh, Davon goes out because Paulie's running the show. You know? Paulie's pulling all Basically. the Basically. Yeah. yeah. He kind of is. It, but I thought it was funny on, was it Sunday night's show or maybe Wednesday? They showed uh, Polly and Paul basically becoming twins. And yeah. And dressing like them and talking like them, acting like them. It's like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Like, have you always yeah. said Zah? 
I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 I've always said Zah. I'm like, all right. Yeah, because, you know, yeah, only like the coolest of cool people say Zah to refer to pizza. Yeah. You know? I hear you. Like, I, I, really I, cool. I remember an episode of King of Queens where Spence says, hey, let's get some Zah, and they, like, they chastise him for it. Like, come on, what are yeah, you doing? Yeah, for being Nobody a dork. Zah. And that was, yeah. like, 1997. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. When, what, wait, King of Queens was actually, what, 98 to... Um... Of Queens. I don't remember the actual years of the show. But, well, well, on... because it had to be after had to be after Seinfeld because you know Costanza's dad came on. So it ended in oh seven. Ninety eight to oh seven. How about that? Ninety eight to I was pretty close. Ninety eight to two oh six. I said so. Yeah. All right. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Getting back to that. Uh, Zah. Um, so then. Uh, he put up, oh, well, Polly volunteered to go on the block. Because he's like, well, I'll just win veto. It's no big deal. And I was like, oh, my God, here's a chance. Here's the chance to save the season. Polly doesn't win veto. Everyone in the house wises up and votes him out. This is going to be great. Yeah. But then Polly wins the veto. <laughs> well, here, here's the worst part about that is Nicole volunteered to go on the block next to Bridget. And then as soon as she realized, hey, I just volunteered to go on the block, she immediately runs downstairs and like kind of like, hey, Corey – you know, maybe mm-hmm. you should take my spot instead. And like, oh, I, I, Nicole's, I, I can't stand that girl. She can't speak unless she's whining. Every, yeah, everything oh, yeah. she says she is, is a whining. whine. Yeah, uh, I can't. Cool. I, I liked her a lot uh, the first run, but she's really on my nerves at this point. And she's playing the exact same game she played the first time. Like, she learned nothing. Nothing. No. Like yeah. she got in a showman in that one and then got cut at the end when it came down to the, the guys. And the same thing's going to happen this time. She's going to hang around until she gets towards the end, and then they're going to get cut when it comes down to the guys. You know, So it's like, ugh, just terrible. Just terrible. She got finger banged, though, so, I mean, that's something different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, that is true. That is progress. Yeah. Um, trying to think what else happened. Oh, well, Polly and uh, Zakia had, had a big fight uh, the other night on After Dark, and it looked like Zakia was finally going to, you know, wise up and – become a strong woman and go off her on her own. And she goes, separates. And then, like, by the end of After Dark, an hour later, she comes running over and jumps in his arms. He's <laughs> hugging him. Yeah. <laughs> you know what else is weird, too, is, like, uh, <laughs> there was a scene where Paul and Polly were in bed together sleeping, and uh, yeah. they're up in the HOH room, and then Z- Zakia just, she comes <laughs> in and she just opens the door and leaves. And so, like, Polly's like, you know, like, what's going on? So he goes downstairs and she's like, I just don't like what's going on. And it was kind of like, well, what do you mean? Like, he was in bed. Like, he wasn't doing anything to you at that point. Like, why did you have to go up and start but with him? Because he wasn't in bed with her. He was with his boyfriend. I get it, Paul. but, like, he, well, yeah. he's also probably more in love with Paul because it's clear Paulie's <laughs> gay. Paulie's gay. Do you really, There's no doubt do you really think Paulie's gay? Yeah, did you? I don't know. Yeah, he's kind of gay. He might be bi, <laughs> but he definitely, if he had to pick between Paul and Zakia, he would take Paul. Oh well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, because he hasn't done anything with Zakia physically, really at all. And I mean, no. And has he has he seen I, her I, body? But I guess people keep saying, uh, you know, Derek and his brother kept telling him to stay out of showmances, don't get physically attached to. What, so I don't know. Maybe he's just. But he's in a showmance. To... It's just with a dude. <laughs> that's true. He all he's only missing a beard at this point. <laughs> and uh, and Corey's definitely at least. Oh, you know, Corey's gay. By Corius, so uh, <laughs> by Corius. <laughs> yeah, he. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on in that house, but uh, um, 
what, what other big moments happened? Well, so then, uh, well, Davon, they did backdoor Davon, which is it makes for a good entertainment because Davon, she's super paranoid in that house. All right, she's always up on when something's going on, but apparently she couldn't tell they were going to backdoor. Her. <laughs> you know, like, what's going on? Yeah. Like she had no idea really until uh, the end, and and Michelle and Zakia didn't know at all. No one told them. Yeah, <laughs> that's why. So Zakia was upset with Paul, Paulie last night, you know, because like, why didn't you tell me this? And uh, but you know, she just feel okay with him now. He just, she, she's got a bad for Polly. She loves Polly. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. And then, uh, they, so they had a household competition for this time. It was a thing where they get on the little ropes and they spin them around for hours. And the last one hanging on the little rope uh, wins. And, yeah, uh, they beat them with, like, sponges. Yeah, they, they were uh, harsh hashtags this time around, I guess they were saying. Gross. But, uh, so so during the uh, competition last night, Michelle uh, got a little queasy. And uh, she puked and puked and puked. And, like, it's like in a circle all around the mat, you know. It's like... <laughs> None of them wanted to fall down in the puke. Oh, gross. <laughs> Yikes. But, uh, yeah, so then Michelle went down. And it came down, I think, between uh, Victor and uh, Zakia. And I think Natalie was up there late, too. And Victor ended up winning. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, did they have, like, hashtag, like, uh, barf meat or anything like that going on? <laughs> no, no, they didn't. Uh, but now Victor, uh, this guy, he's a good competitor and he can win competitions. Uh, he's not the brightest guy, but uh, he's not super dumb. But he's not bright. But uh, he's terrible at the game. And keep in mind, this is a fella who got backdoored. Paulie lied to his face and backdoored him to get him out of the house. Now he's back in the house. He got a second chance, and now he's best buddies with Paulie again. Yeah. And, well, and so now Victor's head, head of household, and I guess, I don't know, did he put up his nominations yet? It, it sounds like he's going to put up Michelle and, and uh, maybe Zakia. Bridget, I guess. Oh, the, I he's heard going Michelle to put and Zakia. But I, I think, but I thought they were going to put up Bridget as one of them to begin with, and then they could backdoor Zakia or whatever they want to do then. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, it's just, who knows. But uh why aren't you? Why are you working with Polly? He, he got, you should be putting a Polly right now. That'd be so great. But mm-hmm. nope. And, but the other night after dark, uh, uh, Polly's up in the HH room, I guess, and Paul walks in. And he goes, "Victor's so stupid. He just had a, this conversation with Michelle. This is before, you know, this was days ago. And I guess Michelle was mad about to some, he, she was mad about something. I can't even remember what it was now. And uh, he, she didn't want to talk to Victor, so Victor like kind of just said, "All right, well, whatever," and left that room. And, and Paulie was upset because, or Paul was upset because he's like, we got to treat her nicer than that. You can't let her know that we're after her, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And so they come into the, so Victor comes in the room and he's like, you know, what are you doing? You got to be a little more subtle about things. And Victor goes, I don't give a fuck. I'm, I was already kicked <laughs> out of this house. What do I care? <laughs> he's like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, he I was real paranoid out. the first time. Now who gives a fuck? It was hilarious though the way he was saying it. <laughs> Funny yeah. stuff. But, uh, yeah, otherwise, I don't know, Big Brother. Um, should I tell that other Zakia story on the air? I don't know. Sure. Without grocery out, Larry? Or, you all right? But, um, I, well, I heard it already, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but apparently Zakia, weeks ago, she she changed her maxi pad in front of folks in the storage yeah. room, left it on the counter, oh. and then started just eating chips with everybody. Oh. <laughs> 
Why? And no one said anything. <laughs> Why, though? I don't know. But, yeah. That's not nice. Yeah, that's not good. No. Yeah. That's gross. Your hands. Yeah. Yeah. Do something. I was grossed out when Paul was eating chips and licking his fingers. I mean, yeah. not nearly as bad as... Yeah, living in the house, it just has to be disgusting, right? Like, because no one cleans up after themselves, and it's just, ugh. Yeah, I mean, you can tell sometimes, like, uh, when you know, when they show inside the house, there's shit all over the floor, like pieces of paper and just garbage, and it's just nasty. Like, there's just nothing to do. Ants. Like, at the very least, just clean. It gives you something to do for a few hours. And they have a ton of ants, I guess, too, because people leave. Oh, no, I would imagine. Everybody's yeah. disgusting. Just awful. So, all right, so that's the Big Brother update. Uh, oh, and there's also going to be a season 19 just on online, like we, were, we mentioned it last week on the show. Yeah, so CBS All Access, starting in the fall, a whole new season of Big Brother, but just online. So, yeah. Hosted by you Julie excited Chen, for that, Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I'm still going to, we'll probably end up getting that stupid All Access shit just to watch it, but yeah. I'll probably watch it. Yeah. Well, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Oh, I got the hiccups. Uh, other TV shows this week. Uh, I still haven't gone back to Stranger Things or Mr. Robot or any of that. But I did watch uh, Vice Principals on HBO. Vice Principals. Oh, yeah. Yeah. With uh, what, what what's the guy, Danny McBride? Is that his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the guy from Eastbound and Down. And, uh, yep. The end of the world. What, what's the other fellow? Uh, Walton Goggins. Walton Goggins. He was on The Shield and uh, Justified. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Sunday Anarchy a little bit. And Bill Murray has a cameo here in uh, episode one of the show. Yeah. And uh, uh, you you gave the summary last week, Larry, but remind folks, what's the show about? Uh, they're both vice principals, and Bill Murray is retiring because his wife is dying or whatever. So they both want the job. And it turns out neither one of them get the job. They bring this lady in, and she's kind of like a, you know, a ball buster or whatever. So they both decide, like, you know, since they were mortal enemies competing for the same job and neither one of them got it, they're going to team up and try to get this lady out. Yeah. And uh, they've they've aired three episodes so far. I watched all three last night. Uh, you watched the first two, correct? Yeah, I watched two, yeah. And so you must have enjoyed it if you watched two. I, I mean, I like it. I don't love it. I mean, it's, I can yeah. see where some people would find it hilarious, but it, it's really just Kenny Powers as a vice principal. <laughs> like, he's it, the same, much. like, it's, Lou it's a little Crude different, but kinda, not much different. Yeah, he just, just kind of doesn't give a fuck, says what he wants. He's vulgar, and Walton Goggins is sort of, like, metrosexual like kind of uh, anal retentive, you know. He's but, but he has a – It's like the odd couple almost. Now, I can't remember which – did you see his wife? I can't remember which episode. Uh, that was two and three. might have been episode three, you meet his wife. Okay. Yeah. Right. I don't think but I, I mean, she's saw a good the looking, wife. She's a good-looking lady. And right. So I, uh, I don't know. I, I thought they were setting it up a little different. Like, uh, well, in episode two, you remember when that crazy lady comes out of the house when they stop by? And that crazy lady comes out of the house yelling at him. He's like, just go, go, before they go. Yeah. Out. Well, that's not his wife. That's his mother-in-law. So uh, okay. I was hoping that was actually his wife, though. I thought. That yeah, was yeah, 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 yeah. So the yeah. fact that it's his mother-in-law, I kind of, eh, it's a letdown. So, but I agree with you. It's a, it's a good show. It's funny, but it's not hilarious. It's not no. like, oh my god, this is so great. 
mm-hmm. I can't wait to watch it. Or oh my god, that's so funny. And then uh, it's not that, but it's a funny show and it's a, it's well done. Uh, you know, they they do some. Uh, I could talk about some of the plotting things they do that are really good, but uh, it's you know, but it's not like a, oh my god, I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, like and that's kind of how like, I thought it's about not as funny. Yeah, it's not as funny as Eastbound and Down. No, Eastbound and Down was funnier, but. Uh, I don't know. I mean, but but I'll, I'll keep for, watching it. For me, it was this. It's kind of the same feel. Like I, I, I saw one or two episodes of it, and I, I get it, why it's funny, but it, it's, I don't know. It's not hilarious. Like I, I didn't laugh out loud at any point during either show. But oh, I didn't even really like. <laughs> the first time I watched Eastbound and Down, I was like, "What is this? This isn't funny at all." But then when I when I got into it and I started watching the, you know. Got used to Kenny Powers, the character. That, that show's very funny. Now, some not all the episodes are good, but w- when it was at its best, it was very funny. Very funny. Yeah. I could see that. Uh, Just yeah. not really my thing. Are you going to keep with Vice Principals or no? I don't know. Like I had, like yeah. like you said, like uh, I didn't even watch episode three. It's on the DVR. I, I, you know, it's there if I. But if I don't see it, I don't care. Like if I'm done after two, then that's okay too. I'll probably keep watching just because, like we were saying with Josh, I'm not watching too many new shows these days. I just don't have uh, anything to watch, so I'll probably keep yeah. sticking with it. But, yeah. Um, aside from Big Brother and wrestling, I got nothing. What about the Olympics? You pumped? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who you gonna watch that? Damn. No. Do you yeah, care about the Olympics? Yeah. No. Hell no. I don't even give a shit. I'd rather watch people playing track and field at an arcade. Than watch the yeah, that game was fun. Yeah. I like that game. Uh, Smacking the aim um, as fast as you can. Yeah. Uh, I had a friend who, uh, I guess in the Nintendo days, he had a trick. He used a pencil, and he slid the pencil back and forth over the buttons real fast. Yeah. Yeah, apparently that worked. I don't know. But, huh. um, hmm. I'm trying it what now. I guess uh, that would work. Yeah, Big Brother. Uh, what was, oh, wrestling. That's right, wrestling. Yeah, so uh, I watched the NXT. Asuka was on this week, so that was glorious. And then the, the Cruiserweight Challenge, Larry. You've got to watch the Cruiserweight Challenge. Uh, two good matches this past week. Tiam, uh, what, what's his name? I always say his first name right. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano. They're, they're tag team partners in NXT, but they faced each other in the tournament. And it was one of the best matches I've seen all year. So you might want to give that a whirl. Yeah, and, I thought uh, Mick Foley was uh, really blown away by it, but I, I didn't watch it. And, and another guy that Mick Foley tweeted about, you've got to watch this guy. His name's Jack Gallagher. Uh, he's kind of... He's like a, a British dude. He, he's uh, he kind of looks like a vaudevillain. He's got uh, that kind of okay. look to him, like an old school wrestler. But he's just really entertaining in the ring. Like he's more old school style, but he's athletic and uh, really entertaining. So yeah, you should check out Jack Gallagher. And, and apparently he's to fight MMA too. And he, he was good in MMA, pretty good in MMA. So he's like a legit fighter. Uh, Have you heard of him? I had never heard of him until the Cruiserweight Challenge. Uh, but okay, I'm a, I'm a fan now. So, yeah. Now that, that Cruiserweight Challenge is a uh, separate show. It's not part of NXT, right? Correct. It's on right after okay. NXT. So. I see. Um, yeah, I but, still uh, they're through the first round, so second round begins next week. So they're down to sixteen. Six, sixteen. Yep. Down to sixteen. Sweet sixteen. Yep. All right. Well, that's something. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. Um. Now, did you watch SmackDown? And Raw, or no? Yeah, I, I saw them both. Now, did you agree that SmackDown was a little better? Better than last week or better than Raw? Better than last week's SmackDown. 
Oh, yeah, it was better. Yeah, it was yeah, better. Yeah, I think so. And didn't it yeah. seem like JBL calmed his ass down? He wasn't screaming and talking so much? And... Yeah, that Otunga guy still is, he's pretty bad. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, um, I'm not a big fan of that dude. And they're they're really getting behind Dolph Ziggler. Oh, and they also started, I don't know if you watch this, Larry, but uh, after SmackDown, talking smack on the I network. saw you tweet, tweeted about it. I didn't watch it. Watch it, because it's got Renee Young and Daniel Bryan as the hosts. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, you can just stare at Renee Young for an hour, and it's well worth it. But it's pretty good because they they bring the wrestlers in, and they interview them. But it's like in kayfabe, you know. But it, it's it's it like walks a, f- a fine line between real and you know the fake stuff. So it's it's I found it very entertaining. Yeah. But do they just comment on what just happened that evening? Uh, well, yeah, they they kind of like recap the show. Like I, they sit down and they interview them and talk about their match. Like American Alpha was on. They had technical issues with them. The microphone wasn't working, so it wasn't that good. But then Ziggler came on and they're talking to him. And he cut a promo, and he actually cut a good promo. And he actually made me laugh for the first time ever. Dolph Ziggler said something funny because um, I think uh, Daniel Bryan said, well, how am I doing, you know, because he's hosting the show. And Ziggler's like, well, it's really not fair because uh, Renee has years of training and experience, so I don't understand why you're so much better than her. <laughs> something like that. But it, but it was funny. And Renee was yeah. like, yeah, yeah. But it, it was pretty good. But, yeah, what's talking obedient. smack? Yeah. <laughs> Well, he tries to be a comedian on that stand-up. And, yeah. Um, so, yeah, Ziggler beat don't... Bray Wyatt in the main event. And, uh, yeah, that match was all right. That was a good match. I just don't like Ziggler. You know? I don't mind Ziggler. You know, he's all right. <laughs> but I think the best thing on SmackDown was uh, Eva Marie, right? Coming out to wrestle oh. Becky Lynch. <laughs> she pulled yeah. her hamstring. And can't wrestle. I love what they're doing with her, though, because she can't wrestle and she can't work the mic. So they have this ridiculous intro for her, like a game show host talk, saying how great she is. She walks in, she opens her robe, shows the goods, and then she jumps down from the turnbuckle and acts like she hurts her leg and she can't wrestle. And then they just take her in the back. It's great. I love it. <laughs> yeah, see, I I, 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 miss, I I saw the match. I missed what happened. I saw her walk into the ring, and then, I don't know, I looked yeah. at the computer or something, and I saw her grabbing her leg, and I'm like, what happened? And I didn't feel like she She stood it. up on the turnbuckles to, you know, salute the crowd or whatever, and then she jumps down, and she starts, like, limping and grabbing her thigh. And uh, But, I mean, she's such a terrible actress. She didn't sell it at all. It was terrible, but it's so funny, though. Like yeah. They they realize what people hate about her, and they're 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 steering right into it. They're like, nope, this is what we're going to do with her, and it's going to be glorious. Yeah. Well, that's oh, speaking of glorious, uh, last night on NXT, Bobby Roode made his debut. Now I know you don't know uh-huh. Bobby Roode, but he's on. I, I I know of him. Yeah, he used to run like Austin Aries. He had some good matches with him and stuff. And uh, but he has a theme song. He walks out in a suit, and uh, he's cutting this promo. But his theme song, it's like. Uh, um, Flash Gordon-esque from 1980, the original Yeah, except the glorious. (laughs) It's glorious. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, and so, but he's cutting this promo, and at the beginning of the promo, he's cutting it like a face and saying how happy he is to be in NXT, and NXT's great, and we're all NXT, I'm NXT, you're NXT, we make it all great. And then, but then he just starts cutting into him like a heel would, and like ripping on the fans in the audience. It's It's really good stuff. Oh, okay. Like, the fans are way all behind him at the beginning, and then by the end they're, like, booing him and shit. So, yeah, it's just a, a good lesson in how to cut a heel promo. And, and he was doing the old Ric Flair stuff, like, I'm wearing this suit. My shoes are so, you know, about his expensive yeah. shoes and all that stuff. Uh, it was good. <laughs> well, that's, and, uh, uh, you know, kind of Jericho shtick at this point, though. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it was still a good promo. And uh, But you got to hear his theme song, though. Listen for that. 
And then I uh, watched some dinner for three, or table for threes. I watched a couple more of those. Um, New ones or the older ones? Uh, they were old ones that I had missed, I guess. Uh, yeah. The first one I watched was, uh, oh, the Four Horsemen. Well, the Three Horsemen. Uh, I saw that one. Arn, Rick, and uh, Tully Blanchard. Tully. Yeah. That, was, that was good. I enjoyed it. Stuff. It was good, but like you, you, the underlying theme of that whole episode was they were real proud to be horsemen. Like they let you yeah, know well, that like be. we did the we did it all. Like and that's fine, but like you know the grandiose attitude like that wears on you <laughs> after a while. But they should be. They're the four horsemen. They started it all. Like there was. I a, get it. They were they were like the first stable ever. Like there really wasn't. They had. Gary Hart had like his people around, like, his, the guys he managed and stuff, but it wasn't like that kind of thing. That was like the first time I, ever. That's I happened. get it. So, yeah. I like I like yeah. humility though. <laughs> really? It, like humility? Yeah, I do. Like when when it comes yeah. to like, it, it'd be one thing if they were in character eating dinner, but when it's just them yeah. talking, I, I'd, I'd rather see them be humble about it. <laughs> I don't know. Like, and, just, uh, you know. But but I thought it was cool like hearing Arn talk about uh just how he's now training Tully's daughter and Charlotte yeah. and Rick's daughter. I thought that was pretty cool the way it all went. Yeah. Cuz he said he I learned the it. most. He said those two guys taught him everything he knows about wrestling. He learned the most from them and now he's teaching their kids. Some circle of life thing happened in there, you know. <laughs> it was pretty nice. Circle and then, of uh, life. <laughs> and the other one I watched was uh Pat Patterson, Hillbilly Jim, and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Oh, yeah, I didn't see that one. It was pretty good. Um, Pat Patterson was telling some stories about uh, taking uh, Ricky and uh, remember uh, Jay Youngblood, his tag partner for a while. Yeah, oh, yeah. When they were young guys, Patterson took him to a bar. He's like, you know, after the show, we'll go to a bar, hang out. And Ricky's like, yeah, but he didn't tell me it was a gay bar. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I was wondering. <laughs> but Pat was telling uh, kind of stories. It's always great to hear Pat Patterson tell stories, you know. So I, yeah, I guess there's a new book like... out, right? He just released a oh, book. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I think it, it's called Accepted, I think. And it's about yeah. his history and wrestling. and Yeah, that would be good. And I like Hillbilly Jim as a guy. I, I wasn't a fan of Hillbilly Jim, the wrestler, back in the day. Yeah. Whenever he would come out, I'd be like, oh, jeez. But uh, when he was on that... Uh, what was that called? Legend Legend's House. House. Yeah. He was uh, he, he was probably the most even keeled person in there. I thought. <laughs> yeah, he seems like a really nice guy, and uh, he, he told a, uh, a joke there at the beginning. He said, "Hey Pat, you look like a million bucks, all green and wrinkly." <laughs> <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> but they were talking about Legend's House, and uh, he was saying how uh, at time uh, Pat Patterson and Gene just went out on the house because he said no one was allowed to leave the house. Patterson said, oh, they're trying to stop me. And him and Mean Gene just left, and they went to a bar. And uh, in the bar they found was a gay bar. (laughs) They went in and and drank all night, the two of them. And I would imagine Gene wouldn't have gave a fuck as long as there was booze there. (laughs) Gene likes to bend the elbow a little bit. That's all. (laughs) Yeah, he doesn't care. Uh, Oh, speaking of the legends and old school wrestlers, remember like weeks ago on the show, I don't think I ever uh, talked about it since, but uh, it looked like Bobby the Brain Heenan was on Twitter. Remember that? Yeah. And, uh, you t- yeah well, that's you not, that wasn't that. him. It was a fa- it was a fake account. Oh, really? It was verified by Twitter, and like other people were saying, yeah, they, like Mick Foley, I think even tweeted out he thought it was the real account, and like uh, Kevin, o- all these other wrestlers were acting like it was the real account, and it was verified by Twitter. Turns out it was a scam all along. Huh. Yeah, because so, I followed it. I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can unfollow because. Yeah. Oh, is it still up? Well, I don't know. No, I think they shut it down. 
Yeah. I was going to say, I haven't seen anything from it in a while. Yeah. Yep. And speaking There's of... update on uh, Bobby the Brain. Speaking yeah. of theme songs, you were talking about that rude guy or whatever. Dude, yeah. Braun Strowman's theme song is fantastic. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's so good. It's just... Bah! I just like it. I, don't know I still haven't heard it. it. I'll have to go listen for it. I like it. But yeah, Braun, I don't know what it is. Braun Strowman still uh, having the squash matches against <laughs> nobody's. It's great. Yeah, that's cool, though. I love and it. And I saw yeah. uh, Sasha Banks got married today. Yeah, the, the, the little fellow she's uh, been dating for a while. How about him? He's getting it done. Mizaki. He's the wrestler with Mizaki. Uh, I forget his real name, but uh, he, he makes all the uh, he makes all her clothes, and he's like a what, whatever the male term is for a seamstress. He uh, Taylor. I don't know, but he, he makes. I think they refer to him as a costume designer. Sure. Yeah. He, he, he does he, that for WWE. Yeah. Yep. Because it was a picture of of Sasha. She was standing in between, like, he was on her right, and then there was a woman hugging her to the left. And it said, yes. Sasha Banks marries WWE's costume designer. I'm like, I didn't know which one they were talking yeah. about. I'm like, I didn't know she was a lesbian. But, again, but, if uh, all credit to this guy locking down Sasha Banks. I mean, what the Oh, hell? my God. Jesus Christ. Maybe maybe little uh, James does have a shot with Natalie. If this guy can get Shoster Banks, maybe James can get That's Natalie, true. big brother. You know, so. That's true. But uh, good for that fella. Yeah. And, uh, um, oh, other... also, speaking of wrestling, mm-hmm. uh, I got an email today that, uh, remember we were talking about Luke Crate was partnering up yeah. with WWE? Sure. Well, I got an email today. They're getting ready to release. Their, they're calling it Slam Crate. Slam okay. Crate. And apparently... It's it's going to be like a bi-monthly service. Like every two months, they're going to have a new WWE crate, and okay. uh, it's thirty dollars. It's kind of the way like the Marvel box runs. Uh, the Star Wars DC has one, so now WWE has one, but it, it's operated through Loot Crate, and uh, it's thirty bucks. And it comes with I think it said at least six items in it, and it should like the with a retail value of like fifty dollars worth of junk in it or whatever. But uh, if you're interested, it's called Slam Crate. So just Google Slam up Slam Crate, crate Loot Crate. And, uh, you now will Funko be in this crate? N- yeah, see, Funko. the thing with Loot Crate is they don't necessarily guarantee Funkos. Like, sometimes they put Funkos in those things, but they don't always put Funkos in. And the three or four times I've gotten a Loot Crate, I never got a, I never got a Funko in one. Well, uh, WWE was having like a, they were having a 40% uh, off sale in the – on their clearance items, and some of the, they had three Funkos in there, but you had them all, right? Andre. Yeah, yeah, uh, I had them. Page. The big five dollar sale. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Page, and I think Bray Wyatt was yeah. in on sale too. Do, do you want a Bray Wyatt Funko or? Eh, not really. Or I guess he wasn't on sale. I think they just announced that he was. You could buy it then. Yeah, he's out. He came out when Kevin Owens did. Eva Marie, Seth Rollins, and Ooh, Bret Hart. I think yeah. were like that line. <laughs> well, that's pretty funny that. Seth Rollins and Bret Hart were released together because Bret Hart doesn't like Seth Rollins. Oh, really? He says no, he's sloppy. He's dangerous in the ring. He's not huh. good re- not in the ring. Bret Hart's old, but, uh, though, yeah, man. Get, get Eva Marie. I'll read everything. Come on. Yeah. You get that? You know, I don't know. I'm not going to get that now. <laughs> I'm definitely not going to get that. Um, oh, speaking else, of uh, Funko, too, I got yeah. I got screwed out of a Funko. Remember oh, no. a few weeks ago, uh, remember I was saying Walgreens had a uh, Green Goblin. It was like glow-in-the-dark. He's on a glider. Yeah. 
and I tried to order it. Sure. It was like a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. Well, Thursday morning when I got up, I saw somebody posted on, you know, the Facebook group I'm in that, uh, hey, they got they got the uh, they got the uh, Walgreens Green Goblins back for sale. So um, this was Thursday morning, yesterday morning. So like 4:30 in the morning, I ordered one, and I was like, sweet, I got one. Then when I got up this morning, I got an email from Walgreens like, uh, yeah, we canceled your order. We don't have any stock left. And I saw a lot of people. <laughs> On that group had ordered them and they they everybody's order was canceled. Oh no! It's like well, like do you not know how to run a website or I don't the know the horde. Going on so are you gonna revolt? Are you gonna lead them with like pitchforks and torches, storm walls? No, not really. Yeah. I mean, I have yeah. a green goblin. I don't you know what's <laughs> it there? It's the same figure except he's on a goddamn fucking glider instead. You know. Oh, I was, this is what I was gonna ask you uh, before Josh called in. Uh, I, I noticed in the picture of the Scott Pilgrim loans. Is that her name, Ramona Flowers? Yeah, Ramona. Yeah, Ramona Flowers. She's on a little stand. It looks like a little plastic disc stand. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Some of like knives also had came with a stand. Sometimes when like especially with the girls, like the body's so much smaller than the head that they just topple over. <laughs> so sometimes oh, they got to put a stand in them. But like you know, not always. They don't always come with stands. Seems like oh, the females okay. come with stands more than the guy guy dudes do. Yeah, it seems like the dudes usually have their legs spread apart. Yeah, and they they got you know more more body yeah. you know more bottom yeah. weight to it or whatever. And also, Mike Dell, I got a uh, I got Scott Pilgrim on DVD this week finally. Oh so, uh, wow! Yeah, I, I didn't have it, so I ordered it on Amazon. I signed up for Amazon Prime. Oh yeah, uh, there you go. Yeah. yeah, so I was like, fuck it, you know, it's nine bucks, free shipping. I'll, I'll buy it. I don't care. So you, I got you also that. get all that TV stuff now. You can watch Amazon. You know, I was going through the Prime shit, and uh, there's nothing really I want to watch over there. I never watch it, and I've had no. it for like two years. I never watch it. Yeah, there's nothing I really like. Nothing too interesting. Yeah. Like I watched one episode of Survivor because they have all the seasons of Survivor on there, and I, I missed a lot of Survivors. So I I just picked I, a random season, and uh, it was the season that had Blair from Facts of Life on it. Oh, I and uh, I got so drunk. On Sunday that I, I passed out, I didn't even get to see it. Oh, uh, I, I think they have like Showtime shows on there, so. But I don't know if you have to subscribe. Yeah, because some know. of them are. You still have to also then pay extra yeah. for like they they call it yes. like Prime Plus subscription yep. or something. That's I don't exactly know. right. Because I watched that uh, playoff thing for the, the NHL did something on, and I watched it, and then I canceled right away before I got billed. So yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's smart. So it worked. Um, otherwise, uh, I think everything's good with me health-wise, Larry. I never heard back from the doctor, so I think everything checked out. Well, that's good. Yeah, because remember last week we talking about my blood work and stuff, so I think everything's good. Yeah. Back, I'm, I think it was probably just excessive pull-ups. That was the problem. Yeah, it probably was, yeah. Yeah, because that, that's been eight days now. You would have heard something. Yeah, they, he said he would have called me that night. If, I thought he was going to call either way, but I guess he just called something wrong. So, uh, yeah, I think we're good now. So I'm trying to comment on the pull-ups a little bit. Like, I, I didn't do any yet today. I'll probably take today off. You know. That's good. We'll see. We'll see. That's what I say now, but as soon as the show's over, I'm not going to have pull-ups. And, and I, have, I have a new personal best, 41 straight, Larry. 41 straight. Holy hell. Yeah. You're catching up to that pretty kid good. that did 1,200. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> pretty good, though. Um what else? Uh, I'm trying to think. Anything else been going on, Larry? 
yeah, not. Well, not. Suicide Squad came out. Your beloved Suicide Squad. You're so eager to see Suicide Squad, and it's getting rave reviews. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, 27 on the Rotten Tomatoes. Remember when Mike L was on? We were saying, "Oh, it's going to be terrible, Larry. It looks awful." And you're like, "No, it looks great. It looks it's going to yeah. be great." And uh, not so much. Not so much. You know, the, the, what, the reviews I am seeing though, they, they do say Margot Robbie is great in it, but the rest of the yeah. movie, not so much. And apparently a lot of the Joker stuff got cut out. Yeah, because that's what you want to do when you're making a movie with the Joker. Cut out the Joker. Yeah, yeah. take the most iconic of the entire (laughs) Suicide Squad group and then, like, maybe less scenes with the Joker. You know that most popular character in all of DC? Let's cut him out of there. Let's not show him. A little less. A little less of that. (laughs) I hear you. Um, Hmm. Otherwise, yeah, I haven't been watching anything else. Big Brother Wrestling, and that's about it. Yeah, me mm. too. That's been Big Brother and Wrestling. That's about all I watched this week. Marvel Avengers Alliance having their summer celebration, Larry. Now's the time ah. to get back in. You get you get free stuff. Every day you show up, they give you some free stuff. So you can yeah. Like? Well, Larry. Uh, like silver, gold, command points. And, and if you come back every day, there's enough gold you can like buy some stuff they release, like special... Like, they have these new uniforms for your agent where you can turn it, like a, it kind of like a Hulkbuster Iron Man outfit, you know, but it's your agent can wear it. And, uh, ah, okay. So you can buy oh, some speaking of, of Marvel, I, I got a new game for the Xbox. Well, it's an old game. Yeah, it's old. It's called, uh, I think it's called Ultimate Alliance. I think that's what it's called. All right, I think I've, I've seen this. Is, is it kind of like a fighting game, one-on-one fighting game? It's not one on one. It is. It's not. No. It's not like. It's not like a Mortal Kombat kind of thing. Okay, that's what I was thinking. It's. It's like. Uh, it's. Well, right now, like the only thing I've done is I'm on like the uh, a, uh, the Shield Helicarrier, and it's being yeah. taken over by like the Ultron guy, like robot. Uh-oh. Not Ultron, but like his his minions yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And it's. It, you just kind of fight your way through. But the thing is, is like you run four superheroes at the same time and you can switch between who you want to be. So oh, like okay. they, yeah, so like it, it's all right. I mean, it's nothing great, but I was bored last weekend, so I just went up and bought it. It was like $11. And on the back Wait, did you go to GameStop? The, yeah, I went to GameStop because I was just kind of like poking around to see if the Scott Now when you walked in, did it. the guys go, "Hey, Funko time?" or did they Yeah, he did, well he, he yeah, he did. He's <laughs> like, "Hey, He's like, well, he's like, what, what, you're looking at games? And I was like, yeah, I'm looking at games today. And uh, so, like, on the back of the box, um, it has, like, this Forza. Like, th- this game's called Forza. It's like a racing game. Okay. And, uh, like, because it, 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 I, I flipped over the Ultimate Alliance thing. I was like, well, let me see what it says on the back. And I was like, oh, what's, what's this bullshit racing? I was like, oh, this is a misprint or whatever. So when I took the game up to the guy, I was like, hey, listen, man, I... I don't want this Forza game. I want the Marvel game. I was like, he's like, no, dude, you get both of those. And I was like, oh, really? I get both games? And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool, I guess. So I got both of those. And then uh, I also bought Tiger Woods 09 for four ninety nine because I, I don't have a golf game, and I just wanted to play golf, and that seemed like the newest one they had up there. And like, do you like just try, had, like, between uh, holes, do you just try and bang as many broads as possible? Like yeah, 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 yeah. Try to duck the golf club from the wife. Yeah. But uh, they they had like Tiger Woods, maybe twelve there, and they wanted twenty bucks for it. And I'm like, there's not going to be any goddamn difference between yeah. nine and twelve that I'm going to notice. So I'm just going right. to spend five bucks. 
and just get that. So, you know, I've been playing those a little bit, not not very much. But oh, how about this? Today when I went into <laughs> when I went into GameStop to pick up the Scott Pilgrims, <laughs> you know, I walked in, dude's like, Hey, what's up, man? He's like, What brings you in today? And I was like, uh, oh yeah, I'm here to I'm here to pick up my Scott Pilgrim pops you guys called last night and he goes, What? And I was like, Yeah, I came to pick up the Scott Pilgrim pops the you know, I ordered He's like, They have Scott Pilgrim pops? And I was like, yeah? And so he opens the drawer. He's like, oh, my God. He's like, i got to take pictures of these. And I was like, all right, man. He's like, I I go, I love that movie. He's like, that movie is awesome. He's like, you teach me new things all the time. And I was like, all right, man. I was like, you know, you work here. You should have known they were coming. You know, it's not like these are, you know. GameStop exclusives or anything, but you know you have you have you have the information right at your fingertips. You can see what's coming out. Man. It's on this sure list right not, here. So he's just not making fun of you. You don't think he's doing a bit? <laughs> no, he seemed pretty stunned by it. He's like, oh, I didn't right. even know they had these. Yeah, he was pretty wow. impressed with them. He's like, my girlfriend loves this movie. Oh, there you go. It is good. Yeah, it's it is good. The world. You know what um, I think of those pops, Mike? Though the 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 Pilgrim pops, <laughs> they are dope. That Pilgrim, he's badass. Uh, now I'm still reading the Daredevil. Uh, I'm up to like 224, I think. So I'm uh-huh. right book. I'm right before they start, or Frank Miller comes back and they do Born Again, the the best story oh. ever of Daredevil. So I'm real close. So I'm very excited. Yeah, where's that start? I think uh, 227. Oh, yeah, you are close then. So a couple issues. And I, and I think the one I'm reading tonight uh, has the Vulture on the cover. He's fighting the Vulture. Oh, I like Man. Vulture. Yeah. Yeah, did you see uh, the concept art for Vulture for the new Spider-Man? I, I did. It looked a little I, goofy. But, uh, I liked it. I don't know. I thought really? It cool. He had the big feet and the big talon feet. And yeah, I, I didn't mind it. He had kind of like mechanical mm-hmm. wings with like fans in them and stuff. Yeah, but wasn't he like all like dark gray and shit? Like yeah, he was, yeah, but who knows? That could just be yeah. just an artist rendition. Uh, but Michael Keaton's playing the vulture, right? Uh I think so. Yeah, I think so. I don't so even know. Be good. Yeah. All right, Larry. Well, I got nothing else. Anything else? I got nothing. No, I got nothing. Yeah. Have you ever heard of a writer named Victor Thorne? <laughs> well, well, yeah, I I tweeted something else out about him today, right? Oh, I don't. I just saw he killed himself. Yeah, well, he uh, he wrote a lot about uh, Hillary Clinton and the Clintons, and oh, no. in the last two weeks, like, or right around the time that, that all the stuff, uh, well, I, I guess it was within like I forget how long. We'll say six weeks. In the last six weeks, five people connected to Hillary Clinton. And uh, exposing stuff about her have been have been well. I was gonna say have died, quote unquote. Yeah, have died. Yeah, <laughs> that's that seems about right. <laughs> yeah, the, the Clintons have a long trail of bodies behind them. But uh, just in the last, if you go on my Twitter's, I retweeted something from Truthstream Media, uh, a little video. Uh, but yeah, just in like the last six weeks, five people, and uh, all died under somewhat unusual circumstances. And. Uh, yeah, the, the the one guy was probably the leak to WikiLeaks so about the DNC and the emails. They think he may have been the one that leaked those emails to WikiLeaks, so that he got rubbed out. And then, yeah, so but that guy there, the guy you mentioned, 
he's written a bunch of books about Hillary Clinton and all the horrible things she's done. And uh, right before the election, he gets rubbed out. Oh, well, he, he commits suicide. Yeah, mm. quote, unquote. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, yeah, I didn't know that. I never heard of him. <laughs> I just saw it on so, Facebook. Yeah, so keep an eye out. Uh, you listen, keep an eye out. Listen, Donald Trump is a buffoon, all right? He has no – he's an idiot. He has no business running for president. He's a horrible person and all that. But Hillary is much worse. Like, <laughs> she is a legit psychopath and a mer- just an awful, awful human being. There is nothing about her even remotely redeemable. She is as bad as it gets as a human being gets. And, and But everyone, you know, keeps making fun of Trump. Trump hasn't done even a fraction – of the shitty things, horrible things that Hillary Clinton has done. It's not even close. Oh, she's not even close. Balls, man. Yeah. So, really, look at both. Don't fight amongst each other. Fight the system, all right? <laughs> They're both yeah. corrupt. They're both evil. You, whoever you vote for, you're voting for a horrible person. So, fight the system. Don't buy into the puppet show. Please, I beg you. I beg you. Anyway. All right. We're, that was like we're old in trouble, Mike, though. Yeah. Yeah. I, had I was to, just waiting I for a fall of the money. Yeah, I had to vent a little bit there. It's been a couple of years since I railed against the political system. But yeah, yeah fire please, up. please. Um, all right, Larry. So uh, next week, hey, I came through with Josh, huh? Remember I yeah. the show? I said, I'll book a guest. I was going to work on Yoey and Steve Wilton. Uh, is he next? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so I'll read And I was like, Steve. no, you won't. And you're like, yeah, now, I won't. <laughs> now, weren't you supposed to work on some folks? Who were you? Uh, I think Joe Starkey, right? Are you going to get to go try and get Joe Starkey? Uh, yeah. Was I? <laughs> sure. All right. <laughs> Who else? But I'll, I'll try and get Steve this week. I'll, I'll, we'll All try right. get Steve for next week. That'll so. be good. He's yeah. got a bad neck. He has a bad I didn't know that. He has a bad neck. I saw he's laid up in bed. He hurt his neck somehow. Oh, shit. Well, we could have That's done That's what he's been talking about on Facebook the last couple of days. See, I don't pay attention to Facebook. I, when I'm on Facebook, I'm there to do business. You know, <laughs> you're there to beat up Red Skull for the 900th right. time and move about your busy day. That's exactly right. If I'm on yeah. Facebook, Hydra's getting beat. You know, something's going yeah. down. But uh, yeah. So uh, I got I got cloak and dagger tra- training to level 15 as we speak. So oh, I'm nice. Proud of that. 15. Yeah. They bumped it. It used to be 12. Yeah, they're very good. Yeah, you, yeah, you can go to 15 though. That's as high as you can go. So, Does cloak yeah. and dagger count as two people then, or you get them? Yeah, they're, they're there together. They're there together. Oh, nice. like she stands there in the front, and then he's behind her, like hovering over. Yeah, and they work together. Yeah. No, when she goes inside the cloak, do you think there's any BJ's going on? <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question, though. Yeah, I bet there is. They do. That is one of their moves. Like uh, when uh, an enemy's attacking them, he'll wrap her up in the cloak, and they'll disappear, and they'll dodge. You know. So, yeah. Yep, that's BJ time. <laughs> Maybe. That's what I'm Maybe. saying. Maybe. Yeah. Um, all right, so uh, we got to thank uh, Josh Yoey again, dkpittsburghsports.com, at Josh Yoey underscore PGH on the Twitters. Yeah, he's good. He's good people, that Josh Yoey. Yeah. He's now, do you think he even remotely recalls ever being on this show? Yes, he does. Right. I find it hard to believe, but he does. I talk. I interact with him not off, like you know, every couple of weeks we interact. So yeah. That's all right. Fair enough. Yeah. He 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 likes the show. He's a big fan, Larry. He's not he, a big he, fan. He, He's never heard this you're, show. You're, I'm sure it's on his uh, iPod. If we were to go to get his iPod, it would be there. Um, I'm yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but he uh, 
you know, he's like your brother and marry your children. You guys have that bond. Yeah. That's true, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I wish yeah, I could, um, I wish I could talk more merry with children with you guys, but I I really can't. I just uh Yeah. It's not your kind of show. It's too lowbrow. Oh, I remember just like the really tight 90s dresses that Kelly Yeah. Had. Oh, like the neon colors and they, you know. Yeah. It's good yeah. stuff. You don't see ladies wearing those dresses anymore. It's kind of things, but yeah. Yeah, it's probably demeaning and somebody would protest and <laughs> cry about it. What are you yeah. going to do? What are you going to do? All, All right. right, Larry. So next week, may, hopefully Steve Wilton. If not, maybe Jolie. Or Jolie. Or maybe Cousin off. Brandon. Never yeah, know. Yeah, at some point. He keeps saying, <laughs> oh, i got to get back on the show soon. I, you know, He and I email quite a not, not quite a bit. Like He usually like, hey, dumbass, your roster's league. And I'll be like, fuck you, and then we'll end up talking about other shit or whatever. But uh, he keeps saying, like, i got to get back on the show soon. It's like it's not hard, dude. You just fucking call yeah. and you're on the show. I mean, it, it's, it's not really on you at this show. point. Yeah, nothing yeah, keeping exactly. him from coming on this show except for him. Oh, oh, Larry, we should also mention before we go that you uh, decided to bring back the LCS Hockey Radio Show Listener Fantasy Football League. Yeah, yeah, I brought it back. <laughs> Which is a very long name, but yeah, you brought it back. Yeah. Uh, now, do we have? Uh, a full boat like is everybody back in do we need I, I don't know I mean I haven't heard from like th- there's a few people that I haven't heard from but they you know they automatically renewed through Yahoo so once again if you listen to the show and you were in the league last year and you don't want back in just let me know because I got a couple people that will take spots yeah and uh, I guess I saw you set the draft for August 28th, which I believe is, again, the same day as our other draft. So you did that yeah, on purpose, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I did that on you, purpose you like? because last year yeah. I tried to wait till the the Sunday before the football season started, but that's Labor Day weekend again this year. Yeah. And last year that didn't work out so good. So I was like, all right, well, I'll bump it back a week so that people don't, you know, aren't like, i got plans on Labor Day. So, yeah, you know, plus that gave them, like, gives you a month's notice. And if you can't make it, then that's on you, I guess. You're going to have to uh, – <laughs> yeah. what do you call that, pre-rank or whatever your guys? Yeah, you can I In the old days, uh, if you go way back to Yahoo, there wasn't even an option for a live draft, right? Like you had to just pre-rank your guys, like in the old days. Really? I always, enjoy, I always enjoyed it. Because you don't uh, know what was, you're getting until like the next well, no, morning? No, because there was a strategy involved. Because you went by like where the guys were ranked, and there's a, there's a system how you could do it to like – you know, I, I get who you want, good. right? But it wasn't that yeah. you weren't necessarily guaranteed those guys. So there was always that no. like, let's uh, let's see what Santa brought me. And when, when you you know you get up yeah. the next morning and see yeah, you what weren't guaranteed. Me. But if you but you knew if you organized your list properly, you had fallbacks positioned in certain spots where you knew you would get what you wanted. Or so I actually right. kind of dug it. I didn't mind, but well, yeah. you can pre pre draft. <laughs> yeah, I know you can still do it if you want, but. Now I'll be there for the live draft because I love the witty banter in the chat. Yeah. And, you know, I think our draft's at what, like three? I think in something the, like that, yeah. And so I made the, this one like league. seven. Yeah, that'll be good. That'll, yeah, like a, people can eat or whatever if they're in both leagues. Yeah. Do whatever. All right. Masturbate. All right. So once again, thanks to Josh Yoey. And uh, go to michaelpauldell.com for your editing needs. Like, DK could use you guys to edit some stuff if they wanted to. They could just go to michaelpauldell.com, and maybe they'll give you a free uh, subscription and not cancel it. And then uh, at Michael Paul Dell on the Twitters. So, all right, Mike Dell, 
We'll be back Tyler. next week. Till then, pass the gin governor.